1: Hello, Auburn, and welcome into the latest edition of Sports Call here on Tiger 95.9 and the Tiger Communications app. Javon Cutler sitting in the host chair for today in place of J.J. Jackson, as I am joined by Tom Peavy and Brant Daughtry here on the Monday edition of Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Just a reminder, we have a shortened show today because of Auburn softball, so we'll be off the air at 5.15 Central Time, so a shortened show today on sports call so if you want to get your calls in be sure to get those calls in at 334-887-341 locally or toll free at one 9 tiger 9 that's the best way to reach us via the auburn bank phone line but lots to talk about today in the sports world is unfortunately the auburn tigers are eliminated from the ncaa tournament Suffered a tough loss against the Miami Hurricanes by the score of 79-61 to 61 last night in Greenville, South Carolina. We'll talk about that as well as other news happening in the sports world. Definitely a lot to talk about on today's program, but introduce my co-host here. How are you doing today, Tom?
2: Uh, doing great. Uh, yeah, I mean, overall a good weekend, but uh, yeah, very disappointing end to the Auburn basketball season. Uh, obviously, that's going to be the big thing that we talk about. Uh, a lot of other sports going on, though. Uh, baseball yeah a weird series against all number 1 old miss where you give up a bunch of runs, you score a bunch of runs and then you give up another bunch of runs. So kind of a back and forth series there. Softball as you mentioned playing uh the uh, finale against South Carolina today, but I've already split the series there with South Carolina and uh yeah, softball's hitting the ball. That's something that they were not doing last year. Yeah, uh, you still have some great pitching, but I but they're I, they're hitting the ball this time. So uh and then in the pro sports world, a lot of stuff going on in the NFL right now, uh, especially with the Atlanta Falcons. So, uh, yeah, it's just a lot. It's a lot to digest
1: and a lot to get into today. Lots of stuff, lots of stuff for sure. How are you doing today, Brant?
3: Uh, I'm all right, you know, all things considered. Uh, my sports fandoms are all in stone cold misery. Freddie Freeman and Matt Ryan are both wearing blue now. Yep. And that's upsetting. But, uh, you know, I. Uh, Auburn had a, like Tom said, I think Tom said it best, it's a disappointing ending to an otherwise great year. Uh Auburn, your, your two All-Americans decide to have the worst games of their careers both at the same time against a Miami team that came out like gangbusters. They were incredible to watch, and they played really well and really limited what Auburn could do. Jabari Smith had the worst game, at least of his Auburn career. I had this thought during the game, like, how many games has has Jabari Smith had like this in his life? And, and probably not many. Um, he's an incredible shooter. He just couldn't get it to fall. And it's it's a real shame that that happened. And then you couldn't finish close to the rim. And a lot of that's based on you know the way Miami was playing defense. But still, you usually Kessler and Jabari are able to finish those looks close, even if they're contested. But just... Couldn't get anything to fall, and you know Auburn is eliminated. Miami moves on to Sweet 16, and that's just how the ball bounces sometimes. That's the NCAA tournament, and it really sucks that that was Jabari's last game in an Auburn uniform. But or, well, he he hasn't said it officially yet. But I, yeah. I mean, he's, he's you would gone. think, yeah, he's gone. <laughs> he's gone. He's gone, Bruce. Even if he wanted to come back, I don't think Bruce would let him. Honestly, just the way Bruce has talked to people and talked about it in the past, I don't think that uh, I don't think Bruce is going to let him come back. But um like Tom said the NFL is going nuts right now. Atlanta <laughs> Atlanta it felt like was an hour and a half away from Deshaun Watson and now they are Mar- now they are uh, have arrived at Marcus Mariota. So, <laughs> so yes. the the tank is on. CJ Stroud. Suck for Stroud. That's the uh, the campaign I'm <laughs> starting right now because I don't want to root for Bryce Young. Um uh, <laughs> So, yeah, sports-wise, everything sucks, but overall,
1: overall, I'm doing all right. Yeah, talked about that Auburn basketball game. Um, yeah, the Tigers had so many opportunities to climb back into the game and even got as close as one point, but were unable to take the lead. They never had the lead at all in the game, and Miami, with their veteran guards, you could say, were able to play well, get great shots, took a lot of tough shots, were able to make clutch shots as well. So I think for Auburn, a lot of things went wrong, but definitely, like you mentioned, Brant, there were so many opportunities near the rim that Auburn just couldn't finish whatsoever, yeah. and yeah. I think that's what ultimately Auburn's going to look back at and say, man, we were way closer than we that score was indicated. Yeah, I
3: think, what, 11 of 24 on layups, and most of that came from the guards. I don't yeah. think, I think Jabari mm-hmm. hit one shot close, and Kessler went over, and and, you know that the three point shooting. If Jabari has a better night, uh, if Jabari just has an average night for himself, even if Kessler goes over six, I think he was. If Jabari just has his normal night shooting, that game is at least a lot closer. Right. right. uh, Even if it's even if Auburn doesn't come out with a win, but man, it was just a a brutal game, especially down low, and it was it again, and like you said, Miami very veteran laden. They the average age of that team is like 22 Yeah, they are a very old college basketball team um, and it's just a they literally have a guy that's 25 years old yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and you know that just that sucks it sucks that you ran up against that team at that moment because I mean you say you, you we've talked about it it's become uh, nauseating to hear at this point but great guard play wins in March Miami has like seven guards that are all really good and they're they were built to make a run, and Auburn's guards played well. Uh, the guards were not the issue in this game, which is kind of different from the rest of the season. But you know, it, just a, a disappointing ease, see, end to an otherwise great season. Well. Oh, but-
2: and while the guards didn't necessarily play bad, they didn't play good enough to overcome no. Jabari and Kessler being out. You're, you're two
3: All-Americans, just sure, not playing well. Uh,
2: for Auburn, it was it was kind of that perfect storm. Um, Kessler gets in foul trouble early. Uh, he only played four minutes of the first yeah. half. That, that's insane to yeah. think that you have your one of your best players. Your big man, your dominant force on the inside, only plays four minutes in the first half because he picked up two really early fouls. Uh, some of that, I understand why they did that, but, I mean, some of that is kind of on Bruce. Uh, I, I I hate to pinpoint something on Bruce Pearl because I love the man, but you can't just bench him for, for to where he only plays four minutes in the first half. Yes, I get it. You're trying to save him for the second half but you know he never did pick up that third foul and so you you kind of didn't use him at all and you still had three fouls to give so i think i would have tried to had him in there at least a little bit more unless he was just not comfortable now that's the other thing how is his shoulder feeling that i don't know um but that was that was the first big puzzle piece that was missing was kessler out with foul trouble early and then jabari just had a terrible yep. game. He was ice cold. I yep. I absolutely
3: offensively, ice- defensively, he played he really played well. With well with, he played with 15 rebounds, well,
2: except for the one time that he got dunked on. That was about yeah. to say. I was like well, his, they- only, his only well, highlight was
3: getting dunked on. Here's. Here's my defense of Jabari <laughs> getting dunked on. He got high enough to block that. He just missed time the swing, but sure, yeah. he absolutely yeah. got put on a poster. But he
2: got put, he yeah. got post. That was his highlight of that game was him getting posterized. Yeah, kind of like he did against Jacksonville State, except it came into his face this time. But he had a bad day. He could not hit anything from long range. He couldn't even hit from point-blank range. Yeah. I, I don't know that I've ever seen a tip-in go short, but, I mean, he front-rimmed a tip-back. Yeah. And it's like, okay, this is just bad. I it's mean, not bad. his night, just very, and so, very off. And so when those two guys, when Jabari's ice cold and Kessler's on the bench in foul trouble, you have to have those other guys step up and start hitting those shots. And now why Jalen did hit a few of them, the rest did not and so you just did not get enough production from everybody else to overcome the fact that your two best players one with off night and one pretty much spending the entire game on the bench in foul trouble you had to have that production from Wendell Green you had to have that production from KD you just didn't get it so uh it was kind of the perfect storm and a lot of that is was what Miami did on defense uh yeah, Auburn had a cold night shooting and just could not, you know, take the cover off the rim. It seemed like, but man, Miami's defense just swarmed. Yeah, absolutely. They, they swarmed. They were so fast. They they swarmed all over you. Jabari Smith after the game talked about that about how they just they would they would put two on him and he just couldn't go anywhere with it. And it didn't matter where they got the ball to, they swarmed to it. And so there was. Hardly any open looks. I mean, they were, they felt like they were all contested shots. Even the ones that were quote unquote good shots were still relatively contested because that defense just flew around the floor and just swarmed all over Auburn, and it got them all out of sorts. That entire first half, Auburn looked so out of sync that it, like you didn't even know what it, you couldn't even tell what Auburn was trying to do on offense. They were just so discombobulated miami had them just so out of sorts that it, it it just was ugly um but now the one thing that i want to say is uh, while it's disappointing i i hate to say that it's not surprising for at least for me um i didn't think it was going to happen in that round I, I i figured auburn would win that one but uh it, it was kind of the continuation of the trends that this team started towards the end of the year. This was a team that was trending down as you got into postseason play instead of trending up, which, like Arkansas. Arkansas is a team that has been throughout the end of the regular season and through the tournament as a team that was trending up. Now you see them in the Sweet 16. Auburn was a team that was trending down. Uh, a lot of that started... Uh, I think a lot of people kind of pinpoint that uh, game at Missouri where it felt like Missouri gave the code, I guess you could say, of how you stop that Auburn offense. Because at the time, Auburn had that high-low game going and they were just dominating with it. Missouri figured something out. They shut it down. Auburn got out of that game barely with a win. But it felt like since then, defenses realized and figured out what Auburn did was doing or how they could stop that and what they could force auburn into that was out of their comfort zone and auburn really never accomplished a lot with that um they still were able to do some of the high low stuff here and there but for the most part it was just not working and it forced auburn to start shooting a lot from deep and auburn just showed that they don't have the consistent enough shooters to be able to be a three-point shooting team they have to rely on that inside game once you take that away, you have taken away Auburn's bread and butter. And ever since then, it, things started trending down a little bit for this team. And, and I mentioned it on the show way back when, when we sat here, we had the debate on, is this a great team, is it a good team? And I kept saying, you know, it is a good team, and I think it can be great. They, they've got so much talent. They've got so much depth. But there are some issues there that were starting to pop up that we were starting to see, some trends that were making you not feel so good and then they and then it happened and you know then a loss happened and then another loss and then you kind of started thinking well you know this team struggles when they're not at home you know that trend started rearing its head uh the lack of three-point shooting started uh rearing its head so there was just some trends there that that you really started seeing with this team that called them, caused them to start you know like i said trending downward instead of upward uh at the most critical point Uh, Again, I didn't think it was going to happen this game. I I thought Auburn – I figured it would be a close game and Auburn would do what they normally do and kind of pull away in the second half and and move on to the next round. And then, you know, things were set up because I I also didn't suspect that Iowa staff figured it would be Auburn against Wisconsin. And I'm like, that's going to be a tough one. Um, But, but, yeah, it just – it was the trending down and things just kept happening that had been happening throughout the season. So – This was not like uh, – this was more anomalous than anything uh, because this was obviously the worst game Auburn played all season. First game they've lost by double digits all season. Uh, The perfect storm of things going bad, but it was also it felt like a continuation of kind of the way you saw this team starting to play down through the stretch of the year.
1: Yeah, for Auburn they finished the season – prior to the game against Miami they were five and four in their last nine games so you mentioned Tom you got to be trending upward at the right time for Auburn they were about a 500 team and they played like it basically against the Hurricanes talk much much more about this game but we come back from this commercial break we're going to take your phone calls and do birthdays in sports this is sports call here on Tiger 95.9 and the Tiger communications app
0: Sports Call is on the air weekdays from 3 until
2: 6 p.m. If you are currently driving in a four-door sedan, roll up the windows and turn up the radio.
0: We're Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Follow Sports Call on Twitter at SportsCallAU. Like us on Facebook at SportsCallAU. Sports Call. AU.
1: Welcome back to Sports Call here on Tiger 95.9 and the Tiger Communications app. Javon Cutler alongside Tom Peavy and Brant Daughtry here on the Monday edition of Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. And as a reminder, we're going to be off the air at 5.15 p.m. today. So earlier um, release time for us as we have Auburn softball on the airwaves here on Tiger 95.9 as they try to finish up their series against south carolina so auburn softball on the air at five fifteen. so we'll be ending the show early so try to get those phone calls in 334-887-3401 locally or toll free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9 is how you reach us via the auburn bank phone line and we're going to go back to that auburn bank phone line right now as let's see who's called in zeus Matt from Talesey. Matt from Talesey is on the line right now. How are you doing today, Matt? Hey,
4: Matt. Um, how are you guys doing? Doing Hi, well, Tom. doing well. Hello, what's up? I, you're fired. Oh,
2: well, all right.
4: <laughs> hey, I'm disappointed with the game last night. We oh. should have won. Like, why did they call a foul? Green got hit in the eye.
3: Yeah, they, they then, let a lot of stuff go in that game. But I, I think they let a lot of stuff go for both sides. Miami got lucky and cheated.
1: I don't I know about that, Matt. The they they did
3: get a little bit lucky.
1: A little lucky, but I don't know about cheating, Matt. I wouldn't go that far, but you got to give credit to Miami. Their guards played really well, and they had a great defensive game plan against the Tigers.
4: Well, like I said, they shouldn't call a foul because Green got poked in the eye. Cal- Caldwell got hit in the mouth. The referees didn't see that.
3: Yeah, again, it was a very physical game from from start to finish, and and both teams got away with a lot, except for Walker Kessler, who got called a foul on him for being tall twice.
4: <laughs> yeah, and like and then like uh, Smith, I agree with you guys. I don't think Bruce Pearl will let Smith come back, but no. Smith got the ball taken away from him. Mm-hmm. Um and. And just, so they, they weren't playing that well like they did when we played against Jacksonville State. And, uh, me and my mom and dad got back yesterday from going to my niece's wedding. I wrote down some dance moves. At, oh, really? On the dance floor. Okay. Yes. And, but, uh, stop off doing good. Um,. And I hope they win tonight. um all I can say is Auburn needs to get some more guards for basketball. I saw that they're probably going to guard next year. But we need some, like, really good guards. I know Jasper's coming back. I know Katie's coming back.
3: Um... And Wendell's coming back. Wendell is coming back. All three of the guards that have gotten good playing time this year are coming back. And and, I think,
2: uh, and you've got a true freshman coming, Trey
3: Donaldson. That uh, Yeah, Trey Donaldson yep. and Chance Westry, yep, who yeah. can who can play some of the two, some of the three. So Auburn's getting guards.
4: Uh, yeah, and another thing is I'm hoping we can recruit some more players for the women's team because they want them to do go- good. I know it's like – the coach that we got for women. Um, I know it's the first time for Auburn.
3: Yeah, Johnny Harris. But,
4: yeah, she needs like, to recruit some good, more players.
3: Yeah, she is. Because, she's working on it. Oh, yeah. She's got some commitments. and uh, some. It, Johnny Harris is kind of playing with, with the hand that she's dealt right now, but she's going to get some players in here. And Matt, I, I'm telling you, this team was much improved yeah. uh, last year from – the the previous couple of years and even though their record wasn't that good they looked a lot better and I, I see good things for auburn women's basketball well hey uh brent yes sir what's up man not a lot brother how about you fine
4: hey i i, I haven't seen you at a softball game lately i was there the other, the other week
3: hey matt i, I haven't late. i haven't been to a softball game this year i'm gonna i'm trying to make it out here soon but i have not been to one
4: yeah, I had tickets. Uh, me and my dad had tickets, and my mom had tickets. Um, we were—I was where the studio was, and there was like two guys where a window down third base line and a window studio talking. And I met. Yeah, them.
3: Uh, you were you you didn't meet Brant. You met Britt. You met Britt Bowen.
4: Yeah. And and um so but uh. Yeah, it, it was a good game. That's my first time I've ever been to a softball game. And but uh I know you you guys have to go but like a band but Brent, I got a question. Do you think I've heard that the quarterback that we got from Texas AM has a hurt hand. Is it his it throwing hand?
3: Uh and would
4: he be able would he be able for the A Day game? Yeah,
3: Zach, Zach Calzada I don't know what exactly the injury is it might be a hand mm-hmm. thing but he is not participating in spring practice so it'll be uh, Robbie Ashford, uh, TJ Finley and uh, Holden Gurner are going to be the three quarterbacks that take over spring ball and uh, Calzada is going to be available for fall camp but no he will not play in the spring game
4: would Davis play in the spring game?
3: Uh, yeah Demet- Demetrius Davis I forgot about him but yes he, he's also available so it's those four guys
4: so, do you see probably Finley if he don't get the car- starting uh, quarterback job? Do you see him transferring and maybe Davis uh, and the second quarterback and other firstmen probably being down to those three if Finley doesn't get the starting job? And do you see Finley transferring maybe to Jacksonville State? I, I'm you not. See, like,
3: I'm not quite sure I, I mean I expect at least one of the tran- of one of these quarterbacks to transfer out of here at the end of spring practice just a, a guy who knows he's not going to start. It might be TJ Finley, it might be Demetrius Davis, I'm not sure but um, I, I don't think Zach Calzada is going anywhere because like I said he's not going get it he's not going get a chance to participate until the fall and uh, I, I don't think that Gurner's going anywhere because he's just a freshman. Uh, But Demetrius Davis, T.J. Finley, those guys definitely could transfer. Robbie Ashford, uh, he's still young and he just got here, so I don't see him transferring. But if the gap is Is wide enough, he might go too.
4: Is that the one from Oregon?
3: Yes. He's a kid from – he's from Hoover, but he uh, played his freshman year at Oregon.
4: Okay. So who's all coming back for a
3: defense for Auburn? Oh, a lot of Ooh. guys. Um, a lot along the defensive line, too. Yeah, most of the defensive line.
2: Owen pa- Papo is going to be yeah. kind of your yep. leader there on the defense. Yeah.
4: And I, and I'm 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 sad because the Braves carried it like a Freeman's not with the Braves no more.
3: Yeah, us too, but man. What, yeah. Us too.
4: So, what do you guys think about the Braves signing Matt Olson?
3: I like this. I like the signing a lot. He's he's kind of just a younger Freddie Freeman. He's a very good defensive first baseman. He's a two-time Gold lover. He hits a lot of home runs. He's a good power hitter. And he playing in Atlanta. He's going to hit even more home runs than he did in Oakland because their outfield is massive. Um, and he's a lefty, so he's going to send a lot into the chop house. I like the signing, and it it eases the blow of losing Freddie quite a bit.
4: So what? So what was the player's name that got number thirteen? That got hurt. Ronald Ron, da, Ron
3: Acuna. Ronald
4: Acuna. He, will he be back this year?
3: He's yes. expected yes. to come back about a month into the season.
4: So so who do you have at, like, between um, third and second, and then between first and second?
2: So, uh, and in, the, in, in the batting lineup or in the field?
4: Uh, between third and second. Who do you have at shortstop?
2: Dansby, oh, yeah. Swanson. Dansby Swanson, Swanson is yeah. still there. So, so Austin, Rale- Austin Raleigh will be your third baseman. Dansby Swanson will be short. Ozzie Albies will be your second baseman. Uh, and then Olsen will be your first baseman. So, yeah. that that's going to be your infield. The outfield's going to be swapping up a little bit until until Lacuna gets fully healthy. They're talking about using him as the designated hitter because this year in the National League, everybody's using uh, designated hitter. So, is, that the,
4: is, that the one, is that the one that beat his wife?
2: No, no, no. That, oh, no Acuna, Acuna is the one that just uh, had the uh, tore his ACL. Uh, okay. Marcelo yeah. Zuna is who you're talking about, mm-hmm. and, and he he was accused of that, but then the charges were dropped. So we have to go with the fact that the charges were dropped and say yeah. that he did not do that because the charges were dropped against him.
3: But he, he is still yeah, a brave. He'll be. But back he is. A brave. Sure. He will
2: be back. Zuna will be back. Eddie Rosario will be back. Yep. Um, some of the other guys we'll have to see on some of those other spots, but Acuna will eventually be back. Acuna will eventually be back in the outfield, but he's going to start out as a designated hitter.
4: So, who do you have as like the closer and the
2: catchers? Well, they well one of the one of your closers they just picked up Kenley Jensen from the Dodgers. Um he he's one of the top closers in all of baseball yeah. he's the Brave, been really good for yeah, a long time. And the Braves just got him. Uh the Braves have a great bullpen. They they are loaded yeah. in the bullpen. Uh and then uh, a catcher should be uh, Travis Denaro and uh yeah. and yeah. I don't know who who behind him, but uh Travis uh Denaro will be your catcher.
3: Yeah, I think uh Wilson I think Wilson Contreras. Wilson
2: Contreras yeah.
4: So you have like so Miami's playing who in the who
1: in the Sweet Sixteen? Iowa State.
4: I got Iowa State winning that game.
2: It's possible. I, uh, it, it's possible. Yeah, I, that'd be an interesting I, if, for sure. if Miami plays if Miami plays defense like they did against Auburn, then Iowa State's going to really struggle against yeah. them.
4: Yeah, and then as far the I haven't done the bracket, but I'm saying is Duke still in it, right?
2: Yes, yes, they are.
4: I have Duke. And um see is Duke Miami, Isle State, and who is the other teams
2: oh yeah uh Kansas is still in it, Arizona Kansas. is still yep. in it um, I have, I have Texas Duke, Tech I have still Duke, in it
4: I have Duke and Kansas for for our championship
2: All right. okay, be classic matchup right there. And Arkansas still in it. The yep. one, the oh, yeah. one, the one SEC yep. team yeah, left is Arkansas. Arkansas.
4: I don't see Arkansas. I don't see Arkansas in it. Uh, who they play? Who they play? They'll
3: lose. They're playing Gonzaga. Yeah, yep. Gonzaga. A tough one.
4: Yeah, Gonzaga is going to beat Arkansas. I got. I, I got. I Gonzaga. Um, 101
3: to Arkansas. 45. Oh wow! Wow high Scoring game for see, Matt. I think Arkansas on this one. I think Arkansas's got him.
4: No, Arkansas, Arkansas kind of plays like
3: Alabama. Mm, I mean, Arkansas is a lot better than Alabama, Alabama. much better.
1: Yeah, that's Arkansas <laughs> has great play. Yeah,
3: well,
4: hey, um, listen, like, is JJ in Atlanta?
1: He's currently, I believe, doing softball for today's game. I believe he's on TV for that. So yeah, J- that's why JJ is not hosting the uh, program today. So yeah, JJ, a busy man, does Auburn <laughs> softball, company business, company business, as we love to say. Still got to get a hotkey for that, but um, yeah, JJ's out doing company business for us today. So that's why I'm hosting. Well,
4: hey, I know you guys. I know you guys gotta go, but hey, if you guys you get tickets. Tell JJ to hold some tickets for me. And, um, cause I like to go to, I like to go to a softball game or a baseball game. Yep. I've never been to. And, um, but I know that Florida Gators, they got lucky in
3: gymnastics.
4: Auburn should have won. Cause Auburn had the best, was that, uh, Lee girl?
3: SUNY Lee. Best. Yeah. Matt, I was actually at that gymnastics meet. My family and I took a trip up to Birmingham cause, Uh, It's actually my brother's birthday weekend, so we all uh, traveled up there and met with him and uh, actually saw the gymnastics meet, and I'm telling you, Florida didn't get lucky. Florida is very, very good. Uh, SUNY
4: Lee got a 10.
3: SUNY Lee got a 10. SUNY Lee got the first 10 in SEC gymnastics history, but she also got a 9.4 on the the balance beam. She actually – it was – and I'll tell this story uh, in our next segment, but – she had a. She started out pretty rough and finished strong, but uh, Florida was incredible. Well,
4: I hope she, come, I hope she come back next
3: year. I she will. She oh, yeah. She's yeah. She's, just,
2: yeah. Yeah. she's just a freshman. Yeah. Well, unless she chooses not to, but she's yeah, just a she's, freshman. Well, hey, so she's she, is, she
4: has
3: said she wants to do all four years.
4: Well, hey, if she ever comes on the show, if she ever comes on the show, I want to talk to her, and plus, if one of you guys can get her autograph on
1: We'll see what we could do, Matt. We'll definitely see what we could do as far as that's concerned. But we've got some other callers to get to today, Matt. I'm um, okay?
4: Okay, you guys want to do a carry real quick? Let's yeah, do let's it. do it. Let's do it. Okay, five,
1: five four, three, three, three two, 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 one. Whoa, one. 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 Eagle. Hey, 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 hey.
4: beat him a 48. 45, 63, 13. Booyah! 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 Bama, Bama, come on. We're coming to your field this year for football. <laughs> We're going to tear you guys up, knock you out of SEC championship in the NASA championship.
1: Booyah! <laughs> Booyah, Matt. Great talking to you today.
4: Hey, Tom, behave. I'll try to. <laughs> Hey, you guys, tell Brooke I said, hey, when you guys see
1: him. Yep, we'll do. We'll do. Thank you so and much, war, Matt.
4: And, and tell Wardown Ward Steve and James and Matt and Auburn I said, war eagle and boom.
1: Absolutely, Matt. Great talking to you today. All right. War eagle. War eagle. war eagle, Matt. That was Matt from Tallahassee on the phone line. He's going to take our next commercial break and knock out some more of these phone calls so we have tony from tuskegee on the line so we'll get to tony right after this break this is sports call here on tiger 95.9 and the tiger communications app
0: I'm Trevon Reed, former Auburn Tiger football player and national champion. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9.
1: Welcome back to Sports Call here on Tiger 95.9 and the Tiger Communications app. Javon Cutler alongside Brant Daughtry and Tom Peavy here on Monday's edition of Auburn's First and Auburn's Favorite Sports Talk Show. And just another reminder, we are going to be off the air at 5.15 Central Time today because of Auburn softball as they continue their series, or I should say wrap up their series against the Gamecocks of South Carolina. So 5.15 is when we are going to be off the air and then make way for Auburn softball here on Tiger 95.9. So if you want to get those phone calls in, 334-887-341 locally or toll free at one 9 tiger 9 is how you can reach us via the Auburn Bank phone line. And speaking of that phone line, we're going to head back there right now. And who has called in Zeus? Tony from Tuskegee. Tony from Tuskegee is on the line. Right now, how are you doing today, Tony?
5: How you all doing?
1: Doing, great. doing good. Doing, doing all good.
5: Right. All right. You know, I just want to iterate on a couple of things that i mentioned a while back. Um, when I told you all, Alvin wasn't a great team. You know, it had some good players. You know, and I also mentioned the fact which I heard. One of you all mentioned today a little bit about Bruce Pearl's coach. There's no way in the world I'm trying to win a championship and trying to get to the next day, and Walker Kessler stays on the bench that long. And uh, Thursday, you can win a game with three-pointers, but like I told you, if they're not making those three-pointers, Walker for to me, with my opinion, no matter, the best player on all the teams. The ball would have to touch his hand every time. I know that, you know, basketball have changed the way they play. But, you know, you take some coaches, you know, I still think they'll set up an offense where he would touch the ball just about every time they come down the court.
2: Yeah, but, uh... yeah. I mean, there were there were some. There were definitely. I, I, I take issue with some of the things that Bruce Pearl did, but I'm not gonna just completely crap all over the guy because he's the best coach Auburn has ever had at, in, uh, on the basketball yeah, program sure. here. But yeah, I, I think I think I would have tried to have Kessler in a little bit more. Now Kessler did play 13 minutes. Now yeah. he only he only played four in the first half, but ultimately he played 13 minutes. That's a good that's a good amount of play, and he was still 0 for six.
5: but well, now let me ask you this: If you were starting the team out of the, if you had a pick from the five on that starting lineup
2: who would you start your
3: team with uh out of that out of that five i uh, i mean I'm going jabari i would think jabari would be the consensus yeah. yeah and and i understand that you're trying to say well kessler's the better player and kessler's great don't get me wrong but jabari is a three level scorer he can handle it a little bit he's a better athlete he is a better on ball defender now walker kessler is defensive player of the year he should be at least but yeah, but you got a seven, dude. You can't teach that. Hey, Jabari's six foot ten.
5: Yeah, but you can't teach yourself, 2 uh, That guy, man, I heard I, I he blocked shots, he spawned with the ball, and uh, what, what? how does he classify
2: He's a sophomore. Kessler a sophomore. But see, yep. Kessler has shown that, yeah, he can be a dominant force inside, but he, he is not a shooter. Jabari, not Jabari has shown that he can be a dominant force inside and outside. So And, and he brings the same type of defensive ferocity that uh, Kessler does. So, you know, where Kessler does not do some things good, Jabari does what Kessler does really well and the other stuff, like shooting three-pointers. So that's why i take Jabari all day long over Kessler.
5: I, I forgot who the team was, but uh, I watched the game all the way. Wherever they lob it up at, he was rimming it down. So, you know, a it, 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 guy can play anywhere on the floor. I mean, I, I'm just mean. I, I I like watching a big fan play. That's he's back in the days. Kareem with, with the Lakers, uh, Kevin McHale. Those guys like that, you know, and um, gave me the big man that could play in Appalachia. But anyway, I'm not going to hold y'all up. But you, you think Castle will be back next year?
3: I have no idea. That's that's a really interesting storyline that Auburn fans are going to follow in the off season. Is at the beginning of the year, everyone thought he was going to be a three year guy, uh, but he has played his way into a lot of first round projections. So it's kind of up to him
2: but but, he, but he's he's also he, he's a kid that's in a situation where money is not really issue because i mean he, he comes from a family that is an orthopedic surgeon right, right and so he's not in a situation where he needs the money to to help parents out or to help a kid out. I mean, if he wants to go to the NBA, it's just because he just wants to go to the next level. I have heard I have heard from some people that he may have uh, sights more set on education than the, than the NBA, because somebody told me that he's he actually wants to follow in his dad's footsteps and be an orthopedic surgeon, and so NBA is not really, like, a huge priority for him. Yeah,
5: but you get a chance for a team black like that. Lakers, Boston, or somewhere like that. Do you stay stay all of the people like that that you're talking to?
2: Uh, I, you know, I I think I, I I honestly think Kessler could do okay in the NBA, but I mean, bigs like him are a dime a dozen in the NBA. And so uh, he, I think he's still got he needs to improve on his shooting before he's going to be successful in the NBA Because in the in the league the guys that are seven foot seven foot one. They can do it all they can shoot from the outside They can do everything. He's not shown that he can be a shooter now He can, he can be great on defense and he can take some lobs and slam them But again in the, in the NBA that's a dime a dozen So he's got to figure out something else with that game if he's going to be successful in the NBA
5: but a seven-foot in that developmental league, you know, he learned more than development league
2: in paid Than we learn at all, but yeah. you know, the education he can get an education. Sure, but I'm just uh, you know, I, I have somebody has told me before that I heard, and I, and it's just rumor and speculation that that NBA is not a priority for him. But, I, I mean, he could definitely go. But, I, you know, I honestly think he's got more of his game that he needs to work on. Uh, to me, a 7-footer or even a 7-foot-1 guy right now in basketball has just become so commonplace. Now, I, I think you're probably a little bit older than I am. What I relate this to is back in the day when I was growing up, it was unheard of absolutely unheard of to have a 300 pound offensive lineman Uh, i mean if you were 265 you were a big offensive lineman and then when the 300 pounders came around that became a big deal well now a 300 pound offensive lineman is nothing seven footers in basketball
3: it's it's the minimum at
2: this point yeah. yeah yeah i mean seven footers in basketball Everybody has a seven footer now. Uh, I mean, there's a, and there's guys that are seven four, just like just like in football, you've got three hundred and sixty pound offensive linemen now. So, you know, Kessler, yeah, he's big and he's good, but I mean, guys like him, really in the NBA, they they are literally they are a dime a dozen. So he's got to figure out that shot before he's going to be successful. Yeah. But uh,
5: my thing that. You know, it really doesn't matter, but I just bleed as the best player and all the blew
0: up
5: there. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway I enjoy talking to y'all. Y'all have a good evening. All right, thank you, Tony. thank you, Tony.
1: That was Tony from Tuskegee here on sports call and- that's an interesting point you brought up, um, Tom. As far as Walker Kessler and perhaps future NBA prospects, and the uh, rumor that you heard as far as maybe not an NBA future in his um, desires. Uh, yeah. So
2: I don't know. But and again, that's just that's just talk that I've heard. I mean, I haven't heard that from Walker Kessler's mouth. I have not heard that from anybody that I would say was like directly with him this is more what i've heard was friend more of a of friend of a friend friend of a friend heard oh, yeah. from a friend who yeah. heard from a friend that he's more interested in wanting to become a, an orthopedic surgeon like his father and that the nba is yeah i mean it'd be kind of cool and kind of want to do you know would like to go and do that but that's not like top priority where you know where some of these kids have had their dream is to play in the nba i guess that apparently has not necessarily been his dream necessarily that you know yeah it'd be cool to go do it but it's not like
1: the ultimate life goal I could um, honestly see a scenario where Kessler comes back. Because in the NBA draft, I'd probably say he's a late first, early second round pick. I don't see him being a lottery pick at all. Um, And Also, like you guys mentioned, in the NBA, the modern day NBA, seven footers got to be able to shoot. So um, you think about guys that are in that range, like a Porzingis, for instance, a guy that's over seven feet can knock down three-point shots. Um, Carl Anthony Towns, a seven-footer that can knock down three-point shots with ease. Kessler has shown the ability that, okay, maybe he could knock down a couple of shots, but it's not consistent enough to be in the NBA. So I think for him, the next step in his um, evolution would be, okay, let's work on the outside game because he got the inside game, I'd say, down pat pretty much, but let's see if he could work on mid-range shots, maybe extend further out to the three point land and perhaps attempt a couple per game if you feel comfortable enough.
3: I think it's going to be just working on his offense because he's going to be defensive player of the year. Uh, I think his I think his offense is, is what needs to be worked on. I mean, finishing in traffic is something that I've seen him struggle with a little bit. He right. uh he I I think he had like two and ones this year and he he shot a lot of free throws but Making making shots through contact is a big deal for him that he just hasn't gotten down. And it, to Tony's point, Tony brought this up, he could very easily go to the G League and figure all that out and well, probably sure. figure it ba- figure it out faster and not have to worry about classes and just devote his life to basketball if that's what he wants to do. But right. if he wants to come back and he wants to make another run at the tournament, he could also very well do that. And in the age of NIL, you can still get paid. Um I, I would love to have Walker back. I, I think if Walker does come back, I think Stretch transfers somewhere else just to get on the court. Uh, I think he's gonna. T- I think he's gonna take a red shirt this year. Um, well, and, and but, but you're also looking at. Uh
2: a uh, very good possibility that Auburn goes over to uh, the LSU commit. Oh, yeah. That's uh, a good point. five-star. He's yep. uh, he's 6'11". Yeah. Uh, and by the time he gets here, they may have him listed as seven foot. I mean, yeah. you're, you're literally talking about an inch or two from being a seven-footer. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the top recruits in the entire country that Auburn may be able to pilfer away from LSU. And so that's going to be your next big... Uh, right there. So, yeah, I think Stretch Akinbola is going to be out of the mix on that because, yeah. I mean, he obviously he never even saw the court at all this year.
3: Yeah, and I think that was partially by design. There's a rumor that Stretch was asking for that because he wants to try and get a red shirt because he yeah. wants another year of eligibility because he knows that playing behind Dylan Cardwell and Walker Kessler, he's probably not going to get a whole lot of time. Right. So, if we do get that kid from LSU, and I'm with you, Tom, the name just is escaping me right now, but yeah. if we do get the kid from, from LSU, I think uh, – I think that Stretch definitely goes Somewhere else I'll be interested to see What Cardwell does uh, And you may just Stick Cardwell at the four Or just have like A really big four Because Cardwell's 6'11 um, And I think uh, Jalen Williams is six eight, But he's a, He's small yeah. For a four So We'll, we'll We'll see. I don't know. There's a lot to, uh, There's a lot of mixing and matching that you can do. And the great thing about modern basketball is that it's kind of positionless. Yeah. You just kind of have places that you go. You don't right, really right. have positions. So, I. you know, I've, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I trust Bruce Pearl. I think Bruce Pearl is <laughs> a darn good coach. Oh, yeah. And, that,
2: and that's exactly what I was going to say. If there's one thing that if there's not a question, it's that the program is in good hands. Yeah. We, we know Bruce can recruit lights out. He can recruit with the best of them. So you're gonna you're gonna get your top recruits. you you the team is gonna be prepared. Um, you know, sure, there's some things you know, especially here down the stretch, and and especially against Miami that I think I would have liked to have seen some different things uh, that. Yeah, you know, I I kind of do hold Bruce accountable for that. Uh, he
3: holds himself yeah, accountable for that, and Bruce, that's, that's Bruce himself he, admitted. Like, hey, we got outplayed. I got outcoached today. Yeah, sure. Yes.
2: Um, so uh, there's that. But the the team is going to be fine. I mean, this is. Uh, this is not a uh, when you're looking at the roster next year it's definitely, at least right now just what we're looking at, things can happen I mean, I, I, the, the entire team could bail and leave, I mean, you never know <laughs> doubt that happens you're looking at a roster next year that will be more retooled not rebuilt, uh, yes, uh, or absolutely. reloaded I guess, um, retooled, reloaded however you want to say it, it's not going to be rebuilt, This is next year will not be oh, a no. rebuilding year uh, you've got great talent coming in possibly amazing talent if you can get in that into the uh, transfer portal uh and then guys that are coming back so i'm team's not going anywhere i mean they're yeah. they're they're reloading and they'll be ready for another ncaa run next year
3: i mean jabari smith is a dead gum unicorn you can't replace that guy well, yeah. no. but as far as replacements for unicorns go you can do a lot worse than <laughs> jalen williams I, I i was talking with the guys earlier today jalen williams would be a starter at most, most schools in the country. Sure. Most places in the SEC he would be a starter right now. He's just Playing behind Jabari Smith, who's going to be a top three pick, probably will be the first overall. I'm not sure, but I don't know. We'll see as we get closer.
2: Yeah, I don't know if he'll go first, um, but I mean he's, he, he'll at least be like two, maybe yeah. maybe three. I don't know if they're going to give him the top. But
3: I think I think it's between him and Chet Holmgren for the top. I think Ben Caro has fallen to that no. third spot, but you you never know. You've still got a long time before the NBA draft. You still got the combine to do so. A lot can change. Uh, the other thing, though, I mean, it, it,
2: yeah, you lose Jabari. And Jabari is a he's a different breed than some of these other guys. But if you think about it, though, Auburn has replaced the one and Duns over yeah. the last several years. Yeah. I mean, Isaac Okoro playing in the league right now. I mean, you're like, oh, what are we going to do without Isaac Okoro? Well, you're going to bring in somebody. You're going to bring yeah. in Sharif Cooper.
3: You may not. You may not one replace his position. One to one, but you're right. going to bring in yeah. another yeah. great player. And like we've already talked about Trey Donaldson and Chance Westry and yeah. maybe this kid who's committed to LSU right now and probably won't be for very long.
2: And and, and this is the thing, and I, I've said this before, and it's where guys like Mike Shashevsky and John Calipari and Bill Self, some of these guys, where they have successes in that recruiting uh in the recruiting where if you bring if you bring in the kids that are going to be the one and dones and you know they're going to be one and dones you have to be able to keep recruiting the one and dones because if you get a one and done and then you don't have that then you're going to fall off and so if, if if you're going to go that elite route to these guys that you know are just going to be here for one season then you have to keep doing that i think bruce pearl has been successful in that and bringing in this elite talent that uh you know you lose a one and done while you're bringing
1: another one and done in right behind him and for bruce pearl i'm sure that's a great selling point it's like hey look what i've done the past couple of years i've gotten isaac Okoro drafted in the top five i've got jt thor drafted. i've got sharif cooper drafted i've got chumo kiki drafted i've got a bunch of these guys drafted that hey if you want to play in the nba play for me i'll let you play free as well because we all know bruce pearl is a guy that lets the players play he's not going to dictate like hey do this it's like okay if you feel comfortable shooting the ball for instance and you feel like it's in your range then hey go ahead and shoot it because you have the green light a la wendell green jr who had the green light pretty much every single time he touched the ball this year it felt like so For the Tigers this year, obviously, um, things fell short. People thought that this team could be a national championship contender. They fell on hard times the past couple of games, finishing five and four in their last nine games to be exact. But the future is still bright for Bruce Pearl in the bunch. And we'll just have to see how this team shapes out in the years to come but that wraps up the first hour of sports call here on tiger 95.9 when we come back second hour we'll also get to anthony from auburn who is called in so get to anthony's phone call as well as war Damn steve as well as birthdays in sports so got a loaded second hour up ahead javon cutler alongside brant daughtry and tom peavy right back after these commercial breaks on tiger 95.9 and the tiger communications app Welcome back to Sports Call here on Tiger 95.9 and the Tiger Communications app. Javon Cutler alongside Brant Daughtry, Tom Peavy, and now joining us on the program is Cam Barry. as we enter our number two of Auburn's favorite and Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. So how are you doing today, Cam?
6: Uh, I could be better. (laughs) Um, You know, I mean, to say the least, honestly, you know, it's been a very, very rough week as a... I mean, just all of my sports teams, honestly. So, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, So we'll just – I just, I just got to play it by ear and just go from here. That's all I'm saying. But that's, that's about how my day is going.
1: <laughs> we all feel your pain here. We all feel yeah. your pain. We're going to talk more about, of course, the Auburn basketball game and also talk about the uh, recent moves by the Atlanta Falcons as well. So we'll touch on that here in mm-hmm. hour number two. And just a reminder for those listening out there that – the show is ending at 5.15 p.m. Central Time today. So we're a shortened show because of Auburn softball. So Auburn softball will be on our airwaves at 5.45 is pregame. First pitch scheduled around 6 o'clock. So sports call ending at 5.15 today. So if you want to get those phone calls in, call on at 334-887-341 locally or toll free at one 9 tiger 9 And as we head back to the Auburn Bank phone line Right now, let's see who has called in.
0: Anthony from Auburn. Oh, let's go.
1: Anthony from, <laughs> <laughs> Anthony from Auburn has called in. How are you doing today, Anthony? Doing good. And you guys? Doing well. Doing all well. Well. Well, right.
2: Could be, could be better, could but doing be yeah. better.
1: Yeah, I know. You know, I told you guys, I promised you I would
7: call you back at the end of the season. We talked about this thing. You know, uh, in previous calls, I hadn't been left in the very best, like uh, talking about the season and what has been accomplished and what probably should have waited to after the season to uh, negotiate contracts, and, and some people thought that maybe I was dumb or stupid or a fool, but, you know, at the end of the, the day here, uh, the season's over now, and the way it looks, uh, conference title, not, excuse me, my, my mistake, a regular season title and the number one ranking and uh, winning a bunch of games for the first time in the history of program is the only thing that's been accomplished here. And it don't uh, translate into $50 million, but, you know, that's debatable. A lot of people argue that. But, I mean, you know, it brought a, a Sports Illustrated a cover and a whole lot of national attention. But, I mean, you know, if you think about it, you know, a early exit out of the tournament in the second round, I mean, y'all, from what I saw last night, I, I knew in the first couple minutes I said, you know, where they are going to win this game because those hurricanes are – so quick they had a plenty of speed and quickness and and was kept on getting second shots with rebounds kept on blocking shots and stealing balls and stuff and and Auburn just looked totally lost it looked like they uh snake bit or uh, hadn't played a game in a while you know they showed their might on my Gamecocks on Friday clearly uh, they were the better team with the All-Americans and all this stuff and all this and all that and all these this and that and, and just showed out and should have probably saved some of the points they scored on those Gamecocks. Uh, they certainly needed them last night. But you know, I told you guys that based on not being able to perform well in the conference uh, uh, tournament, a lot of people say, oh, it's just the conference tournament. It don't mean anything. Well, I mean, if you can't win your conference tournament and you're supposed to be there at one time one of the, the highly ranked number one team in the country and you can't win your own conference tournament and you're talking about going into the march madness ncaa tournament big with the big boys basketball real basketball uh, schools play and talking about uh, uh unseating or beating some of those people and winning a national title I, I said these people must be out of their mind they're not gonna win no national title they can't even do anything on conference tournament in a football conference and now they're talking about playing some schools that just known for just basketball basketball and you're talking about you gonna unseat these schools and 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 uh go on in hallelujah land and, and you know and Put up that uh, national championship ring on your finger—that wasn't gonna happen. And you saw last night that all the clearly had no business even uh, playing last night. They probably should have maybe waited to the night. I don't know, but but we all got to see that it, they didn't have what they thought that everybody thought they had. They didn't have it. It ain't that this time, and I don't know what they're gonna do next year. Cause I would assume the best players, the guys they got in the sense, they go ahead and go on especially if you're going to be a lottery pig, first round, NBA, this or that, go on and get the money regardless of how the career works out. Just get that big paycheck and, and uh, invest that money and live happily ever after. But I tell you, uh, we're going to see – I mean, we going to see how the fans uh, uh, react now that they didn't get what they was promised, and that was a national title. And all this money been spent, but yet uh, nobody got what they wanted on the other end. I mean, the real winner here is Bruce Pearl, $50 million uh, – I mean, I don't know how much that's guaranteed, but he'll probably get it all. I don't think nobody better going to come into Auburn and
3: uh, – $8 million over the
7: next eight years. Yeah. Well, so well,
2: well Anthony, I, Anthony, I want to bring this up, though. What's that? Who won the SEC tournament?
7: Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I thought it was uh, Tennessee. Was it Tennessee or was it uh, – uh, uh, it oh, was Tennessee. It, was Tennessee. Tennessee. it was
2: Tennessee. And was guess Tennessee. what? They're also <laughs> sitting at home yeah, now, exactly. too. Yeah, that's true, too. Kentu- Kentu- Kentucky. Hey, 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 hey. Where's Kentucky? Kentucky lost sitting? to a 15 seat. Kentucky's sitting yeah, at home. You want to right talk now. about a basketball hey, school? Hey, hey, hey,
7: all the hype went on Tennessee. Everybody was hollering and crying about that number one ranked Albany. Number one, Auburn, this. Number
3: one, Auburn, that. This and that. That's where all
2: the hype was. Nobody was talking about Tennessee like that. I saw a lot yeah, of people. There were a lot of people Tennessee. A lot of people yeah, in Kentucky. Yeah. Kentucky. People had win. Tennessee and Kentucky. There were people had them to win the national title. Yeah. I didn't right. see anybody picking Auburn to win the title.
6: I saw very few. Yeah. Hey.
7: Hey, you know, uh, teams like that have off years, but don't try to throw off you. Hey, don't, don't try to brush off and get on off somewhere else. I'm just saying, hey, uh, Anthony. Turner hey,
2: time is oh, tough. Yeah, it's yeah, tough I on everybody.
3: Anthony, what we're doing right now is having a conversation. <laughs> we're taking your arguments and countering them. Feel free to counter I back. You, I, I know you But got to we're, counter, but we're right? just hold responding on. to what you said.
7: Hold on. Now, if I'm not mistaken, uh, they've been the experts. That call. I've listened to the experts on y'all show. You had guys call in uh, that got that. Uh, give uh, their expert opinion and all this and they said that they thought that Auburn would be a Final fourteen. that's all I've been hearing Auburn's going well, to yeah. be a Final fourteen team has the ability to be
2: a Final
1: Four not going to be yeah not guaranteed but potential no one
3: no one has ever no one has ever in the history of the NCAA tournament predicted it accurately no one hey hey hey
7: Jake on that J-Boy Show. All he was talking about, Auburn was going to be a, uh, 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 hey, he's going to be Final Four, Final Four. Other p- experts and people on these shows, has all they've been hollering and crying that, that they thought Auburn would be that, regardless of what had happened in the conference. Uh, uh. Yeah, Burn,
3: man. Anthony, what shows do you thing. listen to? Yeah, I want to start listening right. to them. They're a lot nicer to Auburn than any of the stuff now, I listen to. Now,
2: now, hey, Anthony, I'll say this. I, Auburn got knocked out a lot earlier than they should have, and, sure. and then everything's set up perfectly for them to probably run up against yeah. Kansas. Yeah,
6: and make a Final Four. And, if we and,
2: and make Kansas. a Final Four. But, but, they did, but they didn't get it done. But neither have a bunch of these other teams. I mean, the, the NCAA tournament is cutthroat, it's man. Hard. I mean, it you is. have yeah. one bad day, <laughs> one and, and you're done, yeah. done.
3: Basketball is not football. The better hey, team like does not I, always win.
2: Hey,
7: but like I had told y'all guys that I thought that as Auburn got later in the regular season, as they started going out of town and losing games, they, I told you I, I they thought started they were slumping. A big they, they
2: were trending down. Uh-oh. They they were absolutely trending down.
7: I told you guys that, and I told you that I thought that once they did get in the tournament or wherever they went, long, as long as they weren't playing at Auburn, their chances of winning was slim. They weren't going to hardly win once they got away from Auburn. That appears what happened. But here's where I really want to get, get on them. Now, do you still believe the money they gave uh, Pearl is justified? And all he did was win, all he did was win the regular season conference. Every
3: title? single yeah. penny, absolutely. Yes.
7: me So you are telling me if a man, the team just to win a conference title, then next year if he win it next year, you set out again and you, and you get more money.
3: Over the, the last six got. years, Auburn has won more games than any other team in the SEC. He's still a winner. Uh, Every freaking penny, again. Anthony. And my answer, anth- uh, my uh, answer uh, not changing.
7: I understand you keep hollering about winning more games and every penny, but yet ain't no national title coming this way. Yeah, Anthony, what is what is title is
1: hard he, in oh, basketball. It's difficult. It's extremely hard I mean, in basketball. basketball. Oh, my I mean, Krzyzewski has good. won gonna, it four times. He's Kyle he's only won it one time. Yeah, right.
3: Coach K's been coaching at Duke for 50-something years, it feels like. He's won four. He's made it to, what, seven Final Fours? Yeah. Eight, something like that. It is it's, – It's difficult. It's, it's, it's really not difficult. not football. And it's difficult Look, to create sustainability. No, no, but football. you're judging it like it's football, Anthony. It's not. No, it's not football.
6: This is
7: what I'm saying. Don't get me wrong. Now, the man deserves a raise bonuses and that sort of thing but at that tune I don't know if that kind of ain't on that championship in one. I mean if he just went in the conference then maybe we just give you a million well, dollar bonus or maybe just a, I mean, give you two million dollar bonus but, but I mean, you a like million dollars but, but when you start talking a, like at, at, a, at what point can, do you $2. add up
3: the bonuses <laughs> to add up to a salary Anthony your math your math doesn't make sense well,
2: hey, well so that, right. that but Anthony, he's, already, Bruce has already taken this team to a final four. Yeah, right. Should have yeah. been in the championship game. They won that game and the refs screwed the hey, pooch hey, on that hey,
3: one.
7: Hey, are, hey, the refs can't see everything. That just wouldn't, well, have
3: that, 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 literally, that and literally, literally, and we're would all have, talking over each other now.
2: <laughs> that would have literally given Auburn the win. And if they had called a double dribble, which was a very obvious double dribble, Auburn wins that game. That that game is over. And Auburn is playing for a national championship. Against did, Texas Tech and probably do they wins, beat, honestly. Do they beat Texas Tech? don't know, but they're at least they playing bat- the, got the great really shot. shot. Yeah. Very, very high chance. But, but they, but so they, but, he's already taken this team to a Final Four. Uh, just because this season didn't turn out the way that we had hoped or that it looked like it could possibly – does not diminish what Bruce Pearl has done. The, the man has built this program into a juggernaut. And as long as you are in a position to compete for a national title, yes. then you're doing something right. And now, now if coach. if this team keeps, if this team falls apart and they become just a an NIT type school, like I hope we get to the NIT, then sure, that's where you start questioning things. But as long as you're putting a team in the NCAA tournament, you are giving yourself a chance to win a national title. And as long as Bruce Pearl keeps doing that, that's a hell of a lot better than anybody else has ever done here at Auburn University,
3: and yep. in most schools in the SEC. And if you're winning 25 games a year, eight yeah. million dollars is you, justified. Oh yeah, you stay. Hey, the man's done
7: a fabulous job. I'm not arguing that. I'm not saying that he hadn't done a fabulous job. But I'm all thing I was saying. I would have waited to the end of the season before I come up with the right kind of numbers, uh, as far as money and all that kind of stuff. Not would have done that during the course of the season. Well, what I'm saying.
3: I, 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 Anthony, I, I, that, I've told you this before. I promise you that math was worked out before they offered yeah.
2: Bruce Pearl that contract. And the, and the last thing you want is somebody to come in and try to yeah. throw some big-time money to, at Bruce Pearl to try to lure him away from here. Yeah, you, if you have him, then you secure him. Yep. You do everything in your damn power to keep him on this campus. And if you have to back three Brinks trucks up to his front door and <laughs> dump it in his front yard, then you damn well better be doing it because the last thing you want is him to bail out and leave and go somewhere else.
3: Or to have someone else just come in and drive the price up well hey look at him you know uh
7: y'all keep going back to what he did the final four years yeah I mean they gave him money for that but we're not talking about that
3: what, t- what are think? we talking about Anthony it, it accumulates. he has, he has said, been I a know, successful
7: said, coach he yeah. is
2: a successful coach so you keep I never him say, look him, I never say is, he has, has been and will
3: continue to be I think
7: I never say he didn't do that he's
2: done wonders.
7: He got a lot of excitement about this program, hadn't been seen since the days of Charles Barkley and Sonny Smith
2: and that crew. That is more than that. You're telling more, me you don't think kind of he's worth the money that been he's being since. paid, and we'll even get paid? more now.
7: But I mean, just saying that, that reminds me that on to other time they really had that kind of excitement. At
2: that, you know what I'm saying? Well, but, Cliff, uh, Cliff Ellis had a couple of teams. Yeah, but then they, but then they fell guy, off. Like sure, but but the thing is that this team, you haven't seen this team fall off. This, this team has been good, and they continue to be good. They continue to recruit at a high level. Yeah, they're going to be good. They, there's no seeming fall off to this program well, unless. Well, I'll Tell you
7: what, Well, they got it. They got thrown out last night. Really embarrassed, uh, y'all, and you know they got embarrassed. They got embarrassed. Last no, it was, yeah, it was admit that. That was at the an end embarrassing performance. it sucked. the day, yeah, at sucked. At the the day experience beach town uh, sometimes as the team move forward. As uh, we'll see who goes pro and who decide to come back and all this kind of stuff. And we'll see that what comes out of the transfer portal, uh, what comes out of high schools, or whatever they're doing the recruiting and that sort of thing. We'll see what what rolls on the campus between now and this summer, and and, and once the season starts again, we'll see. Uh, can he come back again and, and challenge four and win the conference, regular season conference title? Excuse me, the regular season title, or either win the conference title or what it does in the big dance if they make it to the big dance. We'll, we'll see all I that.
3: expect Auburn to be back in the tournament next year.
7: Well, yeah, being back, it may be good, but getting out in the second round ain't going to cut the mustard. Somebody's going to want to see a Sweet 16 or Elite 8 at some well, point. Well, of
3: course, everybody who yeah. gets into the tournament wants to see the Sweet 16. Anthony, it's tough. Well, yeah. It's yeah. hard to win. Basketball is hard.
7: Yeah. Well any sport is hard, I don't care what you is, that's just what it is. Yeah, Everybody's following this. hold on, hold on. Everybody's following the same rules and regulations the Army versus following, period. Everybody going through the same format if they uh uh go into the tournament. So that's just what it is. I mean if you know, <laughs> the survival of the fittest, whoever the fittest can survive, whoever that is. You know, but it was apparently it ain't Auburn this year. Certainly not after last night. We all know that. But we'll see. I'm not going to take any more of your time and everything. I know y'all want to send Auburn to the end. I mean, to the sun go down and the moon shine three times. I know you're going to do that because you love Auburn. you going to do Freaking it. Freaking right. And I, don't, I don't blame you for doing it. But as like I said, we'll see. But things didn't turn out this time. We'll see what happens next time. Y'all have a good one. All
1: right. Good talking to you, Anthony. That was Anthony from Auburn here. Oh, he's always fun
3: sports call he
1: is always a barrel is, of laughs that man he is he's something all right he is something all right that's the best way to describe it but we're going to take our first commercial break of the second hour when we come back we're going to do birthdays in sports and also get to retired war Damn steve so more coming up here on sports call tiger 95.9 and the tiger communications app
0: Follow our Sports Call host, J.J. Jackson, on Twitter by searching at underscore J.J. underscore Jackson underscore. And follow the show on Twitter by searching at Sports Call AU. Hashtag, is that two words? Now back to more Sports Call with J.J. Jackson and the guys.
1: The sports call here on Tiger 95.9 and the Tiger Communications app. Javon Cutler alongside Cam Barry, Brandt daughtry and Tom Peavy here on the Monday edition of Auburn's first and Auburn's Favorite Sports Talk Show. JJ Jackson, as we love to say a lot, especially during this time of the year, is handling company business. So JJ out of the office today, but Javon, Cam, Brandt, and Tom are holding down the fort here inside the tiger 95.9 studios but should have done this in the first hour but been taking a lot of great phone calls and continue to call in 334-887-341 locally or toll free at 1-888-9-TIGER9 as you can reach us via the auburn bank phone line but for now let's go back to something that we should have done today's birthdays in sports
0: it's time for today's birthdays and sports.
1: Got four birthdays to run through here on March 21st, 2022. And the first birthday is one that we're all familiar with, turning 38 years old. Today is Adrian Peterson. Run- hey, Pete. Running back who played for the Vikings, Saints, Cardinals, Redskins, Lions, Titans, and Seahawks. 2012 NFL MVP, seven-time Pro Bowler, four-time first-team All-Pro, Two-time NFL rushing touchdowns leader, 2007 NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year, three-time first-team All-Big 12 selection at Oklahoma, Adrian Peterson, turning 38 years old today. And man, what a running back he is. Like, wow, what a guy. guy with speed, power, could do everything pretty much. Adrian Peterson turning 38 years old today. I don't remember
3: what year it was, but the the year where he got over 2,000 rushing yards and uh, Calvin Johnson was also trying to set records, he was that that was a very very fun year of football to watch um when, when neither of those guys was on very good teams but they were both trying to break individual records that was a lot of fun for sure and i'll i'll remember watching that season of football for the rest of my life for sure
1: that peterson season i believe you're talking about the vikings made the playoffs and i always remember because they had christian ponder as the quarterback yeah yeah, yeah. but yep. literally it was just adrian peterson running the show christian ponder like 20 don't, don't carries mess up a game. Yep. yeah That's pretty much how they treated it, but Adrian Peterson, definitely a guy that's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, turning 38 years old today. Sticking in the NFL, turning 85 years old today is Tom Flores, former NFL head coach of the Oakland-slash-Los Angeles Raiders and Seattle Seahawks, three-time Super Bowl champ. He also played quarterback for the Raiders, Bills, and Chiefs. He was the first Mexican starting quarterback and first minority coach to win a Super Bowl and. He's a 2021 inductee of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So happy birthday to Tom Flores, turning 85 years old today. Moving on to the NBA world, turning 24 years old is a guy that us Hawks fans were familiar with this guy because of his work in the other side of the division. Miles Bridges, who is a forward for the Charlotte Hornets. 2018 consensus second team all-american while at michigan state was a, a great tw- rapper 12th overall pick of the 2018 nba draft and yes i've heard some of Dude, his tapes and he not spin. bad for nba rapper yeah. like no, he's 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 good would you say he's up there with dame lillard or
6: ah, uh, he might be better he's got he might be better okay. really
1: got you think bar- so yeah
6: he can he can rap bro
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean you can rap i just like Dam- damien lillard is kind of like the gold standard for that's yeah professional athletes who also rap for oh May. bro He's good. You should it. give give some. I'll ammo. give it. I'll, I'll look it up. I'll look it he's up. He's solid
6: for real.
1: He could just do everything. I mean, he's got amazing hops. He's oh. a really good shooter. Like he's an underrated yeah, player. I mean, he I don't good. like to rave about the Hornets for obvious reasons, but he's JJ a guy that if did, that's though. a JJ wouldn't mind at all. But Bridges is a really good player. He is probably going to be the most improved player this year. You'd yeah, imagine sure. in the NBA, but celebrating a birthday, turning 24 years old today, and last but not least, turning 42 years old today in the soccer world is Ronaldinho who is a former Brazilian soccer player, two-time FIFA World Cup Player of the Year, and 2005 recipient of the Ballon d'Or. So Ronaldinho turning 42 years old today. So just to run down the list one more time, Adrian Peterson, Tom Flores, Miles Bridges, and Ronaldinho turning or having birthdays today. And as we love to say, if it's your birthday happy birthday to you
3: as always Ronaldino I haven't heard that name in a I'll long say it's time it's been a while yeah. Like, right? uh, like when because I, I pay kind of close attention to world soccer now but uh back when I was a kid and I didn't his name was still in the periphery I think he had like a he had like a soccer game like before FIFA was a thing I think Ronaldinho's soccer was a thing uh that was very very old back in the day so that's that's a name I have not heard in a long time
1: it's been a while it definitely has been a while but that was today's birthdays in sports the best
3: soccer players in the world are all from brazil <laughs> shout out True. to pele i'll
1: say Pelé. <laughs> <laughs> let's go back to the auburn bank phone line right now and zeus work your magic who has called in today
0: ward damn steve
1: let's make that a little louder ward damn steve perfect as we have retired Wardam Steve on the phone line right now. How are you doing today, Steve?
8: Well, uh, it's all relative. Uh, I'm still kind of numb, uh, but uh, I've uh, come down a notch uh, from last night's... Uh, just, uh, you know, I was unprepared for it, to say the least, okay? Now, uh, in the words of uh, the uh, author Charles Dickens in The Tale of Two Cities, uh, this, for me, this season was a... Um, Best of times and the worst of times.
3: Well, I, I don't know, know if I'd—I don't know if I'd say the worst. I, I remember the Tony Barbie era.
8: <laughs> well, no, I'm talking about our season this year. The best of times for me was our winning the SEC uh, championship uh, regular season. But the worst for me was our SEC tournament uh, performance. And you know, guys, uh, if we had lost, that'd been uh, heartbreaking enough. However, the to the manner that we lost was just, for me, uh, unbearable and, to yeah. me, was just uh, uh, unexplainable.
6: Yeah, I mean, When we know, were
8: confused. down 33-32 to half, and I saw our team fighting back, I was confident that we were going to win this game, guys.
3: I so was, too. I felt pretty good about it. I agree.
8: From your perspective, guys, uh, where was the flaw? Where are the flaws in my thinking that we were going to come back and win the game? Uh, in the second
1: half. I mean, it felt like it, Steve. I'd say one possession that stood out to me was early in the second half when Auburn was down by one. yeah. And they had, I want to say, like three opportunities at the basket to make a layup. But it was between, I believe, Jabari and Walker. And they couldn't make a layup. And it's like, okay, that was a golden opportunity you know, to take the lead. And I truly truly believe if Auburn had taken the lead, they would have put their foot on the gas pedal and they would have ran away with the game. But by missing those layups, it allowed Miami to still reach obviously retain the lead but then miami was also able to put their foot on the gas pedal and able to take over the game with their guards so i that's one possession that still stays in my mind from last night like man auburn really missed a couple of easy layups in that specific um possession obviously they missed a bunch of easy shots but that possession really kind of haunts me i'd say
3: yeah for me it was um in in the first half Jabari Smith had his worst half of basketball, and Walker Kessler played four minutes. Yep. Uh, And you were only down by one. I said, okay, Jabari's going to come out, and he's going to play better. He's going to go back to the norm, and Kessler's going to contribute. And then you come out in the second half, and neither of those things happen. And in the first four minutes of the second half, Miami just – did not stop. Yeah. It didn't let I mean, up. It was it was it was, down. it was incredible basketball that they played, and Auburn just could not answer. So, yeah, Steve, I'm with you. I thought I thought Auburn was going to come back and and uh, kind of pull away towards the end after a bad first half, but Miami Miami played pretty well, and you know, hats yeah. off to them. Yeah, definitely. Two things that stand out to well, me for you sure, know guys. Yeah,
8: it was still winnable at one point. I think when Katie Johnson uh, shot some free throws, we were down by only four points.
3: Yeah. 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 It, yeah. It was winnable in yeah. so oh, yeah. probably
8: really the last close. five or six I mean, minutes.
6: The two biggest yeah, things that I, really stand like out to, know,
8: to me, Steve. I read all the comments. I uh, torture myself listening to the post-game show. And what I, I don't get, guys, you helped me understand it. How could we have been this unprepared? Uh, and our guys last night couldn't buy a layup, couldn't buy yeah. a putback.
6: Yeah, two things that really stand out to me, Steve. Is going 11 okay, for 24 from. You. Oh, you can barely hear me? that's yeah, it okay. like you're in a cave. There we go. You can hear me now?
8: No, it still sounds like
6: you're in a cave. What? That's kind of weird. Maybe it's my mic. Okay, now I can hear you. Okay, okay. We're good. We're good. So, two things that stand out to me is us going 11 for 24 on layups, and then um, also. The transition points we we only I think they outscored us twenty two to one in transition something like that they couldn't I mean they just kept kept us running and essentially you know Walker I mean he just got taken out of the game you know playing playing in the small lineup that they had they stretched the floor out on us um, putting putting Walker in the perimeter and then they just started doing cuts and it just made layups extremely easy for them and and they just kept using it and it is it essentially made Walker just completely ineffective.
8: Well, what I don't get, guys, and I love this team, and, I, and I'll continue, I love them, you know, no matter what, uh, how, how the, the game turned out, but I'm sure, they surely, you know, we have a guy, uh, I think he's called the assistant, uh, assistant, uh, coach, assistant, but anyway, his name was Burgermeister, he played for Miami, and was assistant coach for uh, a Miami coach, you know that, right?
6: Yes, I read about it. Well,
8: how could that not have uh, given us any advantage, and then, Surely, the, the coaches, staff must have seen what USC, who doesn't have near the talent that we've got, and how they kept the game close up there. you haven't actually have won the game. And uh, how do you how do you reconcile the level of talent of players on USC's team that were able to do what they did against Miami? And gosh, guys, we couldn't we couldn't keep up with them, and uh, we we, we out actually I saw the staff we out uh, rebounded them. Believe it or not, you know that?
3: Yeah, I did know that. Here's here's how I reconcile with it, Steve. Uh, Auburn's two All-Americans had off days at the worst possible time. Uh, Walker Kessler and Jabari Smith played their worst games in an yeah. Auburn uniform at Easily. the same time, and Auburn just couldn't keep up with, with those two not being able to score.
6: And... The average age of Miami's starting five was 23 years and seven months. Our team, extremely young, full of sophomores and freshmen, right? Com- I'm, I mean, like almost I,
3: completely compiled up. I am 23 right. years and like nine months. Like, right, exactly. Right, I'm, I'm, And I, I would be a very old college right. student at and, this point. And sometimes
6: experience just beats talent, you know, just just situationally, the understanding that they have for the game and the way that they executed they, their game plan, they executed their game plan to perfection, like even their coach said it. They were like, I, you know, he was like, I mean, we came out there and they, the way that they wanted to play their game, they did, and it worked. I mean, it, it,
8: I hear that. I, I hear all that. But tell me again. I can't reconcile USC. How did they play that game so darn close? They should have probably even beat Miami, with nowhere near. They don't have a a number ten. They don't have a Walker Kessler. Uh, well, crap! In this yes, game, sir. Walker
3: Kessler and Jabari Smith offensively reliabilities. They and, couldn't get a shot to fall. And USC's well, not. I mean. a,
8: Why? Why were they liabilities? They haven't been. No, I mean, we haven't been. Because it's basketball, no and sometimes things happen. No yeah, I know that, yeah. guys. But no one, no one, the entire season, where we even lost the games, we lost beat us by. The, the margin that so we got beat playing. Yeah, because, you,
3: because your two best players and still played well. It I was mean, your other guys that fell off. But in this game, yeah. it was, was different. Was it
6: coaching or was it the players? I mean, it's they're it's both. a combination of a both. It's of the both, game yeah. plan, you know, everything that and goes. Miami and Miami played really They, they played yeah, very, very, very well. well. They played better and, against Auburn yeah. than they and did even against USC. USC. they're not a relatively young team either. You know, they might have one or two freshmen, you know, but, I mean, they're, 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 they 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 weren't a very – you know young team either they have t- uh, guys that they've had in their program for a long while as well so they have the experience to be able to keep up i mean usc was a top ranked team for i would say about half the season and they i think they got as high as ranked 2 or 3 so right. you know they were consistently competing they've always they've always been around there and hanging around so they were they were a good team okay you know the teams
8: that miami lost to in the regular season oh, they yeah. were not they, they were not uh, basketball uh,
6: blue bloods. No, th- but, you, you know, sometimes it's about getting hot and, and getting hot at the right time and clicking and finding finding that rhythm. And, and it seems as though Miami has done that.
8: Well, I, again, I couldn't imagine our, t- our, our team not being uh, prepared. And good gosh, hey, I couldn't know, either. easy layups. There were, what, three or four times in which we had three or four players couldn't yep. put the ball back in the damn basket. 11
6: for 24 on layups.
8: How do you explain that? I mean, it can't be skill. You're cold, uh, yeah. Steve. Steve every saying, every, you're every, cold every cold question cold. you're asked, yeah.
3: it's just every question you have asked can be explained by the fact that Jabari Smith and Walker Kessler could not get it to fall.
8: But we do know why. Why? No, because we don't know why. Definitely
6: and, definitely you know, there's no They just, just went cold. Sometimes you just have an off shooting night. It just is what it is. I mean, it happens and to mean, everybody. I mean, Bruce, he's got Bruce
3: the Pearl, draft pick. yeah, Bruce, for sure. Bruce Pearl was asked the same question, and he said, "If I knew, I probably could have prevented it." But I don't and know. And
8: he also say he should maybe consider making some uh, different uh, lineups in the second half, and he didn't do it. I agree. Well, yeah. there's there
2: some things that Bruce could have done, but Bruce cannot put the ball in the basket no. for them. And yeah. I mean, and when you're, when and you're and literally you missing this. layups, Bruce Pearl cannot change
3: that. I'll tell you this. Every coach that has ever coached in any sport has looked back at a game and said, oh, I wish I had done this here instead of what I actually did. That, that – Happens in sports. That's a part of coaching. Hindsight is twenty twenty. When you're in the moment, you're you're hoping that your all American players will start scoring for you, but it just didn't happen. Yes, these guys are first round draft picks, but you look at the NBA. There are nights nice yeah. where LeBron James goes oh, five for thirty. So, I, I mean, mean it's, it's, yeah, and he's the best player in the world right now. Uh, so it just happens, Steve. It's basketball.
8: Well, apparently it does. I mean, it happened. If it had been a close game and we lost close but to be demolished like that guys and Kessler you only had two fouls going into the second half but we never heard hydro or no of him after that why
6: because he he just Miami, didn't fit Miami that game. Out. Yeah, Miami I mean he got out taken and, out of that yeah. game. He became a liability in that game at that point in time. No matter how great of a rim protector and shot blocker he was, he was just too slow to keep up with the small ball that Miami was playing. That's why Jalen Williams was getting the significant minutes that he was uh, that he was getting because he fit the the style of play that the game was going very well. Dylan. Same thing. He really fit the style of play that the game was. The, the game was going. It just. It just wasn't Walker's kind of game. And the, and the other thing, Steve, I'll
2: say about Walker is after he picked up those first two, uh, the times that he was in the game, it really felt like he was playing timid. Yeah. He really was. He was very. Timid. He was very
3: out of rhythm in the second yeah, half. He all in the first.
8: They were playing afraid at times.
3: Yeah, I, and I mean Auburn that's was just him. laying afraid. I, I mean, Walker Kessler was scared of picking up that third foul for yeah, most of the yeah, game. And, but I, I wouldn't say they were scared. Miami was very aggressive. Auburn was not ready for that. And it just it, it spiraled
8: damn of uh, times that I said, Come on, guys, you know, the refs were, were swallowing their whistles because yeah. you talk about aggressiveness. There were hardly any fouls that were called against
3: uh, Miami, were there? They, they were uh, I told the I in said the this first to Matt half earlier. it was
6: cleaner the second half Miami picked up a few more fouls and we ended up in the bonus with about what six minutes left yeah, something, something, like, like, that. something yeah. like that so you know they got a little both, bit more aggressive Both and the sides rest got away with a more. lot a lot in this but game. yeah definitely I mean you know we I mean at the end of the game we had to foul multiple times very fast to even yeah. get them in the bonus to stop the clock to even try and make it a decent game so right. I mean we were playing a defensively clean game they were just getting whatever they wanted
8: well um i you know, guys i do want to bring to your attention while i was on hold waiting to come on uh, i couldn't hear very well there's a lot of interference or static and i even went online but it says you were offline today uh, were you aware of that
3: uh oh, no we weren't we're not aware of that yeah we should yeah. be able to fix that though
8: okay but i did hear some of uh the usual uh rambling the and nonsense and press logic uh, by Anthony. And so, Anthony, uh, I just want to say this to you. When and what time uh, does your Alabama basketball team play?
3: <laughs> yeah, first first round yeah. exit. first round exit. I, I said I said this to uh, Matt from Auburn the other day, Steve, and I'll say it to you. He's an Alabama fan i really don't care what his opinion about auburn is he's 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 free to share it on this show because that's what this show is but i personally as an auburn fan i i couldn't care less what he thinks of fruit <laughs> pearl or auburn or yeah. basketball or the sport of football or it, anything really dominoes like any of it. <laughs> I, just, I just don't don't well, really care what he has to say the
8: logic that Anthony uses that i want to take him off oh by the way uh you're talking about number one seed and yeah, we were ranked number one. Uh, why don't you ask about what happened to Baylor, Anthony? You didn't
6: bring them up. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. Baylor, Kentucky. I mean, Bama Bama, seed, was wasn't they, wasn't Bama was a project Bama was a projected number one seed four, at the beginning of the season. Same. I had I Baylor in Baylor. my yeah, I had Baylor in my final four as well. So yeah, I mean
8: uh, I got mayhemmed. you know like all state guy, <laughs> I batters.
6: It's just uh, co- it's just college basketball. I mean picked, that's how it who is. Who have
8: picked St. Peters, huh?
6: Nobody. Nobody. Unless Literally. you went to St. Peters. I not, sure didn't. I actually have somebody that I knew that picked St. Peters to go to the Sweet 16 and she Did they been know someone? How about went to that? No, she didn't. She had no, she did not. But she showed me her bracket and she legitimately had St. Peters in and I I was just like, how did you you well, know. How I you want to know? know
8: who the next one she picks is. I'm putting some money on it. <laughs> you, the student enrollment at St. Peter's—I looked it up—is what 2,300.
3: Wow. Yeah, they're a very, very small school in New Jersey.
8: Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Anthony, all your attempts to, uh, you know, downgrade our basketball program is noted. Uh, we know where you're coming from, uh, but they don't hold water, and they're really, really twisted uh, uh, logic there. Now, moving on, guys. You know what? I love this quote from uh, Mr. Javari-Smith, he said, if I had to make a decision 1,000 more times, I wouldn't choose nowhere else but Auburn. Well, to that I say, Mr. Javari-Smith, uh, we wouldn't choose 1,000 more times anyone else but you as well. And we're going to miss him, and I miss him, that you know, he won't be wearing the number 10 again uh, for us. Um, but having said all the guys, I enjoyed the season with him. And Mr. Kessler, do you think there's any reason likely that he might choose to remain.
3: There is a chance, Steve. Yeah. I'm not putting money on it, but uh, I, I think it's very possible he comes back.
8: Because I've, you know, I've read, you, I know you've read, too, where uh, Coach Pearl tells people if they go to the first round, he tells them to leave.
3: Yep. Yeah. yeah.
8: So he'll probably do that with Kessler, right?
6: Yeah, I mean, depending mm-hmm. on, you know, I'm sure I'm sure Walker will probably test the NBA waters because, you know, they, they get to come back if um, – you know, if it doesn't work out or how they want it to, yeah, so you, you know, can
3: you can yeah. declare for the NBA draft and go talk to teams, yep. but you're not locked in and as then, long as you don't hire an agent. You know, you're yeah, not if, locked if, in. if
6: he sees that he's trending, you know, second round, then sure, he'll more than likely. I think he would come back for his junior year.
8: Yeah, um, hopefully we'll get some guards who can maybe add to our shooting because our shooting is just uh, atrocious. But thank goodness uh, for Jalen wins uh, he came through uh, teeth and all. Uh, oh, and, and Anthony. You know, uh, I tell you what, we'll we'll continue paying uh, our coach uh, Bruce uh, whatever he wants, and you continue paying your guy Nate Oates whatever he wants, and we'll see who comes out at the end uh, with more championships. And eventually, uh, we're gonna we're gonna win a national title. I don't know how long it'll take, but we'll yeah. win it uh, as long as Coach Pearl is there, because we're not going to the NITs, uh anymore. And that's what was usually um, the, the backup plan for all of basketball, at least from the time I began watching it uh, back in the uh, uh, 70s. We were lucky to go to NIT, weren't we, guys? Yeah.
6: Yeah, yeah sir. Yeah.
8: So uh, with that, guys, I want to let you know I'm kind of exhausted, and uh, I'm going to uh, kind of take it down a notch. Uh, instead of my calling daily, uh, and probably a lot of callers and listeners will be glad with this, uh, I'm not going to be calling daily. I'm going to take a little break and probably just call you maybe once a week. Uh, I'll probably uh, I'll, I'll know I will be listening to the podcast, but I'm just taking a, a little break from now. Uh, I've kind of worn myself out, uh, ran out of profanity uh, than of baseball. So <laughs> uh, with that, guys, uh, I thank you for all the time you've uh, given me throughout the, the basketball program and uh, football season. Uh, you definitely are appreciated. And I'll continue to listen to you on the, uh, the podcast as always. So uh, have a relaxing uh, uh, evening. Stay safe. And... Uh, and the next time that until I, I do hear from you, it's always great to be the Auburn Tiger, always no matter what. And Wardam Eagle,
1: More Eagle, War Eagle, War Steve, Eagle Steve, retired Wardam Steve here on Sports Call. We're going to keep these calls going here three three four eight eight seven thirty four one locally or toll free at one triple eight nine Tiger nine is the best way to reach us via the Auburn Bank phone line. And we're going to keep these calls rolling. Been a great show as far as the phone calls are concerned, and up next is
0: Keith from Auburn
1: got Keith on the line right now how you doing today Keith
9: hey guys I'm doing well how about yourself
1: doing well doing well
6: going through
2: it
9: Uh, (laughs) first of all all, it's a beautiful day it is it (laughs) is is a beautiful day I'll admit
2: that yeah tomorrow is not supposed to be so much
9: yeah I I hear that Um, I gotta tell you something guys I am terribly disappointed
6: Yeah, I can understand that.
9: Not just in Auburn, but in the SEC. I mean, we're to the Sweet 16, and we've got one team standing, and that being Arkansas. Yeah, Uh, It's almost embarrassing the way the league played this year. Uh, You know, you would think you would have at least two or three SEC schools, you know, notably Kentucky, Tennessee, Auburn, and maybe Arkansas. Um, but yet, you know, you've got Arkansas and that's it. Um, and, you know, I, I can't put my finger on it. I, I know, I, I understand March madness and I understand all of that. Uh, you know, I, I watched St. Peter uh, play Kentucky and you watch a team that wanted to win a ball game a lot more than Kentucky did. And uh, and you get that. That's what's so great about March Madness and the NCAA Tournament. You get these teams that uh, come out of nowhere and make a run. Now, we'll, I will tell you this. I, 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 after the, the first uh, round, I was thinking, okay, this may be the year of the Catholics or the Saints because you had Notre Dame winning, you had St. Peter's winning, and if uh, St. Uh, what, what is it? Mary, uh,
1: St. Mary's.
9: St. Mary's. because they lost Ohio State. Uh, you know, I thought, well, okay, this this might be the year of the the Catholics to uh, you know run hard in the uh, NCAA tournament, but. Of course, you know, a couple of them lost. Uh, Notre Dame lost. And, I, you know, I, you, you talking about you question coaches' calls or how they coach a game. Uh, Mike Bray, uh, you know, Notre Dame was down five, I don't know, maybe 45 or 50 seconds to go. Uh, no, they were down three. They were down three with maybe 30-something seconds. No. They were down three with 46, 47 seconds to go. So they would have got the ball back with 16 seconds to go in that game. But they elected to the foul and and put the guy on the free throw line, which uh, he hit both free throws. And now it's a, you know, it's a two-possession game. Well, I believe I would have played out the shot clock on that and tried to get a stop. Because if you get a stop, uh, you know, it's still a one-possession game with 16 seconds to go, and uh, but you know that's all hindsight. But um, I tell you, the, the team that I'm most disappointed in, is Tennessee. How do you let bug university beat you? <laughs> I, I I just don't get that. I, I, I'm not a Michigan fan. I'm not a Jalen whatever his name is. Jawan Howard. Howard. Juwan Howard. Thank you. Shouldn't even be coaching, in my opinion, but uh, that's uh, for another another day. But uh, I was really disappointed in Tennessee. I thought at halftime, they were in pretty good shape. And, you know, Michigan came out, and, and, and you know, that's the thing about the NCAA tournament, guys. These teams that want it, they find a way to win. Yeah, I, I think you could probably say that with Miami last night. Uh, well,
2: they were the aggressor. Yeah, Keith, I, the Keith, time I'm, time. Keith, I'm going to jump in. I, 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 I'm one of those. I don't like the. I, I just, I don't. It, it rubs Wanted me it wrong that the want it. I, everybody, everybody, everybody wants it. Wants it's it. Such yeah, it's an every, easy explanation. Yeah, everybody yeah. wants it. But some, you know, in Auburn's case, they got outplayed. Uh, Miami was just. Quicker, they they were quicker on all and executed. Yep. Auburn just literally could not put the ball in the hoop, and it wasn't because Auburn didn't want it any more than Miami. Auburn desperately wanted that game. Tennessee desperately wanted that game. So I don't know. I just that, I don't like the whole they wanted it more type thing. I I just I don't agree with that. I, sometimes you just have an well, well, off my, night, and sometimes some nights you just can't miss. Here
9: is my question to that. Uh, when you say they wanted it, uh, what I'm saying, they wanted it more. They, but they came out with a mindset, I'm just using a team in general, that says, well, we're going to win this game at all costs. And if it means we out-hustle you and we get all the loose balls and we execute our game plan, that's a team that, in my opinion, wants to win. Um you know yeah
3: you don't normally miss 11 of
2: 24 free throws in a game I mean uh yeah sometimes basketball. Oh. wait I mean sometimes here's the thing.
3: Some, auburn, sometimes the inexplicable happens auburn got and, more loose balls they out rebounded Miami all the hustle stats except for turnovers went in auburn's favor yeah well
9: it's just uh I don't know. I, I, I'm just disappointed, all sure. Yeah, with
2: the SEC. Um, as and you know, and, I, and um, the other, and, and the other thing I'm going to say is I, one thing that Bruce Pearl said that I don't agree with is he said, you know, they ask about, or he mentioned the disappointment in the SEC. And he's like, well, we beat we beat each other up all season long. Well, so did the other conferences. And guess what? The ACC yeah. still has three teams. In the in the Sweet Sixteen right now, they Duke, UNC, Miami, they all beat up on each other all season long too. The Big Twelve beat up on each other all season long too. So the SEC didn't just beat each other up. The SEC just you know Kentucky had a bad game, and, and unfortunately, yeah. it, un, and unfortunately, when you in the NCAA tournament where it's a one and done, if you're not on your game that particular day you can get beat and that's the end of it. 9 times yep. out of 10 Kentucky beat wipes the floor with St. Peters. That just happened to be the one. Yeah. And it's the yeah. end of their season. Same thing with Tennessee. And I could also guarantee you, I I bet you if Auburn and Miami played each other again on a neutral court, if if they played, if they played 10 times, I would actually probably give Auburn 60% of that. But that just happened to be one of those that Auburn yeah. just could not figure out. Miami, the Miami speed got to him. and then just the inexplicable cover over the over the rim, where you just can't even get a layup to fall. I mean, point blank, and it just would not go in. You yeah. can't explain that away. as that's just basketball? Yep, it's
9: uh, basketball is crazy. Sport.
2: It is. I mean,
9: there's there's no doubt about that, and 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 it, it it's just. Um, it's one of those things I mean you look at you look at a Miami team that you know, they're hard at the right time right now.
2: Sure. That's what uh, matters, yeah. To me
9: honestly, I think they beat Iowa State. I don't think they get by Kansas.
2: But no, I, um, I think that yeah, I, I think they beat Iowa State. I, I really do. But yeah, oh, Keith, I this, Keith this, is one of the, this is one of the things that I've always said, and we talk about March Madness. The, the great thing about March Madness is the fact that basketball, the game of basketball itself is the great equalizer because it's 5 on 5 and some of the poorest teams out there can catch fire and beat somebody else. We, we saw Georgia beat Alabama. They, one of the worst mm-hmm. teams in SEC history. Yep beat alabama a team who beat gonzaga and who beat baylor they got beat by georgia so basketball in itself is just the game is the great equalizer because it's not like football where you very rarely see major upsets in college football because Uh, if you're just bigger faster then you're gonna most likely win that in basketball it's a lot more equal just because of the game the nature of the game itself makes it a lot more equal
9: well, and I'm trending more right now. Of course, you know, if I look at my bracket, I've got two teams that I picked in the in the Sweet 16. The other 14 are, are gone, you know. I think I picked Kansas and Texas Tech, and they're both still there, but the rest of them are all gone. But yeah. then, you know, the team, to me, that, uh, that I looked at, you know, everybody says, well, Gonzaga, they'll probably go out early. To me, they're playing pretty good basketball right now. They are. I, you know, I would probably say they take care of Arkansas. I, I think they're one of the teams that's playing uh, better basketball at, at the moment. You know, yeah. Uh, St. Peter's, I, I don't even know who they play, um, but their season are end. I mean, I, I don't see them getting to the final four. Um, you know, you, you need those teams in the tournament that that do what they did.
2: Yeah. St. Peter's and got well. Purdue, and that yeah, that's going to be tough. Purdue. Yeah. Purdue's got some big time, yeah, big some men. length. I think yeah. if you if you look at if you just look at the brackets right now in the Sweet Sixteen, there's only one that has set up exactly the way that you would think it is, and that's that uh, that West bracket with Gonzaga because you have one, two, three, and four yeah in that bracket. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is is all sorts Madness. of jacked up. Um, God, you love March. Below it, you've got eight. You've got an eight against a four, and you got a three yep. against a fifteen. On the other side, you've got one and five, and eleven and two. And then in the one that Auburn was in, you've got one versus four. But then you've got an eleven versus ten where Auburn should have been. So <sighs> yeah. so only one only one side of that yeah. is set up with the one two three and four seed teams. Everybody else is just scramble yeah. drill
9: who uh who is it that Duke plays I know it's kind of a blue Texas boy, Tech
2: a... that'll be a good one right. um yeah, Duke is yeah. in that one where it's the one two three and four so you've got one seed Gonzaga against four seed Arkansas and you got two seed Duke against three seed Texas Tech so one two three and
1: four seeds are all still there in that bracket we're about to run up yeah. to the final hour okay good. break Keith so give us your final thoughts.
9: Well, I, I just think uh, the Sweet 16, the Elite Eight, and the Final Four is going to be interesting. Uh, you know, I, I did at first think that they might not be a one seed make the Final Four, but uh, I think now there could be a possibility of at least two making it. I don't think all three will get there. I may be wrong on that. Uh, I, I like Gonzaga, uh, and I like uh, not uh, Arizona, but uh, Kansas.
2: Kansas. Those well, it's, anyway, guys. It's set up good for Kansas right now. If they can get past Providence, then they've either got to face an eleven or a ten seed. Yeah. So I mean, it's it set up Providence, great for them.
9: Providence is the ACC.
2: Now, now Providence. Big is East. B- Big I, East. Yeah, okay.
9: Big East. Big East. Okay. All right, guys. Thank you so much for uh, uh, taking my phone call. And you guys have same. a great
1: afternoon. All right. Same to you, Keith. That thank was you, Keith. Keith from Auburn on our Auburn Bank phone line, and that wraps up the second hour of today's show and just another reminder that we're going to be off there at 5 15 today because of auburn softball so short window of time in the third hour to perhaps squeeze in a phone call or so if you want to call in 334-887-341 locally but javon cutler alongside tom peavy brant daughtry and cam Barry, and we come back third hour of sports call here on tiger 95.9 and the tiger communications app Third and final hour of sports call begins right now here on Tiger 95.9 and the Tiger yeah. Communications app.
3: And hour is a little bit generous.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm just accustomed to saying <laughs> that because of yeah. the show, but you know, it's it's something as final far 15. as... Yeah, <laughs> team, 15. Yeah. Technically final 20. There's actually 20 minutes, so I lied a little bit. 20 minutes left on the clock, so about 5.20 or so we will be getting off the air in terms of... Today's program but been a really great program here. Talked a lot about Auburn basketball as they unfortunately suffered the defeat to the Miami Hurricanes in the round of thirty-two, thus ending the Tigers season. But I'm sure, of course, the future is bright for the Tigers. I don't know why I said I'm sure. I know the future is bright for the Tigers. Um and lots of great stuff is gonna be happening for Bruce Pearl. Obviously you're gonna be losing Jabari Smith. Question mark on Walker Kessler, but you get a lot of valuable guys coming back and also transfer portal could reach into the transfer portal and get some valuable guys valuable veterans i should say that way but also recruits as well we mentioned chance westry and trey donaldson two highly recruited guys that are coming to the plains next season but hey i'd say the sky is still the limit for this auburn basketball team and like we mentioned the past hour the sec obviously is not doing great in the tournament you only have one team left in arkansas like nobody saw kentucky losing to st peter's so it just shows you that this tournament anything could happen nothing is guaranteed it's never really all one seeds to make the final four it's always a combination of something funky in that final four um when was the last time that actually even happened that's a great question honestly no
3: idea i don't know not since i've started watching the final four
1: i will do some research i'd say that's a great um question but anything could happen i mean you've Literally seen a team like George Mason in two thousand and six make the final four and they were like an eleven yeah, seed.
3: Loyola Chicago was they made what, the final like four. A, a nine seed. Yeah, the, they made the final
1: four, something yeah. like that.
3: So it just happens.
1: It just happens. So for those so Auburn it's fans, it's re- March
3: madness yeah. for a reason. Yeah. yeah it literally. is March
1: madness. So for Auburn fans panicking, it happens, you know. It'd we be happening. We could, be, like I said, it could be worse. We literally could have been Kentucky and lost um, to St. S- Peter's. Exactly. So people can it. did really it, it, like lose it to it
3: a truly, Yeah. True, so. could have
1: been worse. Exactly. We could have been like Bama. They didn't even win a game in the NCAA yeah, they, they tournament. They were supposed to win the SEC exactly. this year. They were supposed exactly. to be a Projected one seed. seed. Yeah. yeah. So obviously you Some don't want the happened. result that you, or you didn't get the Hilarious. result that you wanted, but hey, you still got a bright future ahead of you. Got to trust in Bruce Pearl's plan. He's going to be here pretty much until... He decides not to coach anymore. Auburn's got great facilities coming up. They've got, yeah, basketball-only facilities. So for Auburn basketball, the future is still bright. Very bright. Things didn't go right this year, but valuable guys are coming back next year. Transfer portal guys should be coming in as well. Recruits. So... Lots of great things still on the horizon for this program and got to tip your hat to Miami like we all did earlier in the show. Like They played great basketball, Jim. Nega had a great plan for the Hurricanes. They executed it well. They probably heard a lot of the um, remarks made by some of the commentators like, oh, Miami's not really that great at defense, but they're like, all right, bet, let's show that we're yeah. able to they very, be boy, did they. Yeah. stifling on defense with our quick, fast guards because we have a billion guards that could play great and all of them played well so it just shows you that like we mentioned on any given game anything could happen it's not a guarantee that you're going to win the game so you got to show up play hard and things like that and unfortunately for auburn they got out coached and outplayed It happens sometimes
2: so uh, only one time ever has all four number one seeds made the final four and, and that was in 2008 kansas memphis north carolina and ucla ah. hmm. and uh, other than that only uh there's only been five times that three number one seeds have even made it. Wow. Sheesh. So yeah, that shows you right there. Records not even good when you're a number one seed because yeah, I mean we see anything can happen. I mean we literally saw Virginia that too, the yep, number a one years ago. overall
6: seed lose to the
2: number sixty four. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, crazy yeah, stuff happens. happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But again, I mean, with Auburn basketball, I, I mentioned it uh kind of at the beginning of the show that this team was trending down that they were they were on a downward trend instead of an upward trend and that's not what you want when you're getting the postseason play you want to be getting hot not trending down um auburn was definitely struggling away from auburn arena uh we saw that time and time again Uh, i even mentioned even some of the struggles inside auburn arena that auburn was able to overcome mainly because you know home court advantage and things like that but uh you know it was the auburn team that found themselves down by double digits quite a bit digging themselves out of double digit holes and i mean you can go all the way back uh and and find even before sec play auburn would find themselves having to dig out of holes and those were trends that that i mentioned that were troubling that you know eventually they're going to find themselves in a hole that they can't dig themselves out of and and finally you you saw some of that kind of come around um and and in this one this was the same thing they got themselves into a hole uh they you never even really felt like they were digging themselves out of the hole yeah in the first half they made that little bit of a run and and you're like okay here we go but then uh, you know you cut it to one at halftime but then second half you kind of thought auburn might get on a run and then miami just kind of
3: put the pedal foot, to foot it, on the gas oh, foot yeah, on the I gas and
2: it. and it was just like oh boy this one's getting away from you and auburn just never had that answer but again it was kind of that trend that that i had begun seeing uh, not just me but a lot of people were seeing that trend uh and it's unfortunate but i mean I, you know you rebuild you regroup and get ready for next year and yeah the future is definitely bright so uh there's a lot of success a lot of things to be proud of with this team this year
1: and uh, a lot bigger and better things on the horizon lots of great things happening in store for bruce pearl and the auburn tigers in the years to come but A lot of sports happened over the weekend and let's recap it with our best and worst of the weekend
0: now time for the best and worst no 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 of the weekend
1: best and worst of the weekend i'm sure there's a lot to choose from from you guys so let me start with Mmm, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Let's <laughs> mix <laughs> it up <laughs> a little mo. bit. Let's go. I'll go to you, Brant. What's your best of the weekend?
3: So, my best of the weekend. Well, I, I'll start with worst because, I mean, everyone knows what it's going to be. Uh, I feel like uh, Auburn's performance against Miami. I mean, I just, I just couldn't shoot. It just... I don't even want to say that they played uninspiring basketball because I feel like the offense ran pretty well. It never got truly stagnant where you were just hucking up bad shots, you know. And I feel like when Auburn's offense has been at its worst, that's been what's happening is you're just getting a lot of standing around, a lot of dribbling, and then Wendell Green pops one from 30 feet that eventually, that inevitably misses. Um, it it wasn't that, you know. It's like what I said against Texas A&M. You were taking good shots. They just weren't falling for the most part. Um and it decided to rear its head again in this one. Um, but moving on to the best of the weekend, um, I, I, I told this story earlier, or I said this earlier, and I want to tell the story now. I went to the SEC gymnastics championship um, uh, up in Birmingham over the weekend, and Auburn, Auburn did not win. Auburn ended up in third. It was the top four seeds in the uh, the late rotations. You had um, Auburn. Florida, Alabama, and LSU, the top four teams. Uh, Florida won the regular season championship. Florida is incredible. If you ever get a chance to watch that team, uh, take it, because they're really, really good. But um, Auburn started out on the balance beam, and the first girl, I can't remember who it was, but she fell off. And for those who don't know, you are allowed to drop your lowest score. So obviously, a girl, first girl fell off, you can't drop any more scores because you're probably going to drop hers. Um, Auburn makes it all the way through that rotation without falling off. Suni Lee was up last, and Suni fell off. Uh, it's the first time she's ever fallen off the balance beam uh, in an Auburn singlet. So it just it just it really really bad opening, and Suni was very upset with herself. She she got off, she finished her routine, got off the beam, got her score, and just went back to the locker room. She was very upset. Um, Auburn was on the floor next. Suni had the greatest gut check moment I've ever seen. She went second to last and ended up getting a nine nine five on the floor, which is other than a ten, I think you can get a nine nine seven five as well. But uh, other than a ten, that's this kind of the second best score you can get. So Suni, after having a really bad showing on one event, comes out and crushes the next event. She did really good. Uh, Darian Gobern ended up going last. If you've never seen her floor routine. She's awesome. It's She is the best that Auburn has at the floor. Um, and she – every Auburn fan there thought that she made a 10. She also got a 9.95. Um, so, it, Auburn came back in really well on the floor. And then, SUNY ended up getting a 10 on the uneven bars. It is the first 10 ever in uh, SEC Gymnastics Championship history. So, none has never been done before. SUNY went out there, did it, crushed it. Um, and just – so – Auburn ended up not winning because of their poor performance on the bars or on the balance beam, but you had just incredible heat check moments from some of the best in the world uh and just gymnastics, man gymnastics are fun to watch if you ever get a chance to go to a gymnastics meet they're not super expensive, go check them out
1: I'd say so, yeah, gymnastics, Auburn gymnastics, obviously everybody knows Suni Lee and the rest of the team, but yeah, they're definitely a fun group of young ladies to watch let's go with cam what's your best and worst of the weekend
6: well (laughs) well i'll start with worst as well um. Or we'll we'll start. We'll go with worst week. Honestly, because it's just this past entire week with the Atlanta Falcons has just been a train wreck. Oh yeah, from I totally top forgot to bottom, about that. From top <laughs> to bottom. Um. You know, starting off with you know trying to trade for Deshaun Watson and figuring that entire thing out, and while at the same time disrespecting Matt and everything that he's done for our franchise and completely bringing us stability when we were going through the whole Mike Vick uh fiasco with that. In itself. With
3: um, um, what's, what's the coach's name? I can't remember. Bobby Petrino. Bobby, yeah, Petrino. Yeah, Bobby Petrino. Yeah, Bobby Petrino <laughs> so, and Michael Vick going yeah. on at like the same exact time. Yeah. And in yeah an 18 year old, 19, yeah. however old. Yeah, however uh, bringing in Ryan. complete
6: stability to our franchise and being an absolute definition of a pro the entire way throughout. Giving, giving the Falcons more time to even figure out a way to get Deshaun and then. Us getting, you know, we, fumbling we got, that yeah, match. fumbling that, yeah. you know, get get the rug pulled out from under under us because we took too long to get the deal done. And I, I don't think we're gonna match Cleveland's offer. You know, That's no, insane you can't, offer. you can't match yeah. two hundred and thirty million guaranteed for sure. But it, we probably could have, you know, moved a little quicker so that that doesn't happen. Yeah. Um. And. You know, that whole thing, Matt, you know, now he's a, he's a Col- He's a member of the Indianapolis Colts now, uh, happy, extremely, for him. extremely happy for him. He deserves that more than probably, like I said, any player in the more, NFL, more than Baker Mayfield, sure. more, yes, more than any player in the NFL. I thing I'm a, I'm a Matt, Baker Mayfield fan. I think Matt should def, uh, he should definitely, um, be able to compete for a championship there. They have all the tools. They were a quarterback away and he's the guy, um, Worst, just the way that the Falcons look now, going through that absolute train wreck. Um, we'll see if we can recover. You know, whatever. Marcus Mariota, Marcus Mariota season. season. Woo, let's go. Anyway, <laughs> um, best, Kenley Jansen for yeah. the Braves. Great pickup. Yeah, Great pickup. amazing pickup for the Braves. Just i mean that signing i didn't even see that coming when i saw it i was like no what you know okay you know i mean sad because i've lost two two franchise greats honestly that's another worst i've lost two franchise gr- greats within a week um with freddie freeman and now matt ryan so it's definitely been a tough you know being an atlanta sports kid um but bringing bringing in the guys that we have resigning um who do, who do we re- resign? Um,
3: Eddie Rosario, yeah,
6: re-signing Rosario, bringing in Colin McHugh, bringing in Matt Olson. I mean, you know, I, w- I was at the beach last week, so I know this is already everybody was talking about. But you know, I, it's it's something that I was extremely happy about. It seems like we're all in um, to try and win another World Series, so I'm I'm for it. You know, I love it. Uh, Alex Anthopoulos, great GM. Yeah, he's doing uh, work. Dude he's is work dude sure. is a baller. Bring it. I mean, just. Boom. Thumbs up all around. Dude. Yeah. Kinley
3: like, Kenley Jansen, three-time all-star, I two-time mean, NL reliever bro, of the year. Easily one of the best closers in the MLB, if the, not the best. In the, 2019, became the 30th pitcher to reach 300 career saves. So Come on, he's, now. He's a monster. Yeah. He's uh, really, I mean, really good, and I'm very happy. And that great. just
6: completely, completely strengthens our rotation. So that's my best and worst.
1: Tom, how about you? Best and worst of the weekend. All right. Uh, worst worst of the weekend, I'm going to go with the, the
2: Auburn loss to Miami, but for a different reason. Uh, it's a worst for me because I was, I, I'm now going to miss Charles Barkley hyping up Auburn oh, basketball. I know, oh, right? Yeah. And, uh, and he really rides for Auburn. And I was so disappointed because we didn't get to see Charles take his shirt off. That's, that's gritty. Right. Yeah, I want to
3: see him gritty. I want to see Charles Barkley gritty. <laughs> Would have made my
2: year. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> disappointed that we didn't get to see Charles Barkley and all of His glory, Uh, best man. the the, the ending The ending of the uh, of last night's TCU Arizona game was epic. Uh, Instant classic. Instant classic. Um, It goes to overtime and Arizona ends up winning. But the, the end of regulation. TCU's trying to get a shot off. Um, the guy gets to half court. I don't know if he got bumped and fouled and went down or if he kind of flopped and tried to over-exaggerate it. Or he yeah, tripped. there was yeah. there was some showmanship, was,
3: but he did get hit. Yeah,
2: um, but the ball goes loose. Arizona takes it and dunks it at the buzzer to uh, supposedly did, yeah. win the game, but then when they look at it, his it's still in his yelling. hands. Yeah, it was still in his hands. when the light goes off as he's in mid-dunk. And so that you, would have been a walk-off. I mean, comparison. almost a walk-off dunk, but I mean, literally – not even a second. I mean, milliseconds Yeah, that is the determination between that. But they ultimately ended up winning. But, yeah, I mean, just an epic, epic finish. The type of finish that you expect to see in March Madness. And, I mean, that that was great. That,
1: that was fun to see. Yeah, that was a crazy ending for sure. That was definitely a crazy ending. Um, I'll probably start a Best because it is about the NCAA tournament. I'd say that Best of the Weekend would be – the fact that you know you have the underdogs, underdogs taking over St. Peter's. I mean, St. Peter's is a nice feel-good Everyone story. Everyone loves Cinderella. I love the Cinderella. Go the peacocks, third ever Amen. 15 seed to be on the NCAA tournament. So I think for Auburn, they are able to. I mean not Auburn but I was thinking about Peacocks and Auburn, but <laughs> I mean they're affiliated kind of but um yeah Saint Peter's um Peacocks. It's great to have a feel good story like that. You can have guys like Doug Edert, who becomes you could say a somewhat folk hero yeah. per se. Um so I think for Auburn or not oh, I don't know why I keep saying Auburn. Think about Peacocks, Auburn basketball. Yeah. Let me get that on my mind. Saint Peter's Peacocks. There you go. But um yeah, it's always great to see a 15 seed make it that far we don't know how far they're gonna go but hey they know that they get, they're playing with house money right now nobody expects them to be there oh yeah their coach is like hey we're guys from new jersey and new york we're tough like we we're not afraid of nobody so you love that attitude right there from their head coach and just everything about st peter's gives you that feel good type of story that hey i'm rooting for these guys like you've had these stories in the past you mentioned george mason you've had Loyola Chicago, Florida Gulf Coast, a lot of these smaller schools that don't get the national attention. It's like finally great to see them on the national stage and get that attention and for these guys to get that recognition. So I'd say that's definitely a best of the weekend for me. And to kind of piggyback off of Cam, um, what he talked about for his worst, I probably would say the um, Atlanta sports fiasco as far as the uh, Falcons news, because it's been rough. It's been rough. And like I. Thought about it hard, and it's like, man, Matt Ryan's literally been the quarterback for the Falcons since I was in fifth grade. Yeah, I was
3: I was ten years old in so 2008. It's
1: like, yeah, so it's like, wow, he has been there a long time, and I didn't even realize it because it just flies by. um And of course, the best quarterback in franchise history can't even dispute that has all the records for passing yards, touchdowns, all that um statistic stuff. But yeah, for Matt Ryan, it's the end of the out of an era. Um, we wish him the best. I'd say up in indianapolis he's with a win now roster with a great running back great defense solid offense of course that division's not too hard usually you just have to deal with the titans as your rival in the division but man that afc is going to be absolutely loaded come football season while the nfc looks pretty bare i'd say pretty bare in the nfc but yeah that's definitely my worst of the weekend is uh, matt ryan being traded to the Colts signaling the end of an error for Falcons fans with Matt Ryan and we'll see where the what the future holds for the Falcons and the rest of the city of Atlanta. But yeah, that's definitely my worst of the weekend. So it definitely makes me sad thinking about it now. It's like, wow, that that was my quarterback. We could have won a Super Bowl with him. If only the game should have won. Yeah. You know, certain somebody didn't call plays to pass the ball, you know, but we won't, we won't mention him. We won't mention
3: him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> should should have should have, should have have made more than that one, too. It's, yeah. it's, it's a real shame how good Atlanta could have been yeah. with a guy like Matt Ryan. But, as you know, Trey Young's going to get traded this off season. <laughs> that's where I am. <laughs> Let's not do that. <laughs> you get, you're going to lose Freddie Freeman, Matt Ryan, and Trey Young before he oh. even gets started.
1: <laughs> oh, that's not – oh, my heart can't take that. Yeah, Ooh. that would suck. That would suck. Oof. But, yeah, I mean, that's – that was –
3: what else? Oh, dude! What if uh, what if Joseph <laughs> Martinez goes to Europe? Oh. What do we do then? <laughs> I mean, it's
1: probably going to happen soon because that happens in the MLS a lot. Yeah, Usually it, yeah. players get sold. But yeah, but I don't want to think about that right now.
2: <laughs>
3: eh, build the statue. How is Atlanta United doing
1: right now? I think they're, they're doing right. well. I know, right. know they um, had a draw against Montreal. They were okay. actually down. Yeah, to that think was, three to one. That so. that was
3: a really ugly game. Atlanta scored in the sixth minute of that one. Yeah, and uh, then Montreal scored three goals in the uh, at, to end the first half. And it was three to one, and then Atlanta made a substitution in like the 80th minute, scored a goal at like the 85th, and then got a uh, a free kick okay. at goal in stoppage time to come back and draw in that one. So, you know, there are some draws that feel like wins and some that feel like losses. This one felt like a win, uh, and that's soccer for you. Yeah, I think Matt from
2: Auburn would be disappointed in me that I didn't know how they were <laughs> doing. I
3: guess I need to pay I th- a I think bit they're more one one and one. I yeah, think that's, I think they are. Yeah. They won their first match 3 to nothing, they lost their second match 3 to 1. Yep. And uh last match 3 to 3. Gotcha. I need to pay more attention.
1: It's still <laughs> early though. I mean there's a billion games yeah. in the MLS and they have those stoppages and things yeah. like that and players get called up for international duty all the time. So you're not too far behind I'd say for Atlanta United. Yeah. Plenty of time. Plenty of time for sure. Didn't expect Atlanta United to be brought up in the show, but hey, you never know where this we, show goes sometimes. We love the Five Stripes. That's it. We love the Five Stripes. They are a fun time, fun uh, time. Apparently,
2: Matt from Auburn is listening to the show. Oh, He just sent that. me a message and said 2 one one
3: Oh, 2 one Okay. I missed again. Oh,
1: yeah. About time. Don't remember them playing. Huh. Don't remember the second win, but I'll think about that perhaps later. But that concludes the show here on a Monday. Sports Call Auburn. Thank you for listening and tuning in we'll be right back with things tomorrow i should say that was an interesting ending right there as <laughs> i improved a little bit
3: it's just like hey man it is uh, it is only five twenty. it doesn't feel like the show <laughs> be say it yet.
1: doesn't feel like it's still throwing me off a little bit yeah. we'll be right back tomorrow so not in a couple of minutes but, but tomorrow st- stay tuned for some auburn softball there we go yep yeah, stay tuned for yeah. some auburn softball that should be on the who's, airwaves who's got that game today that's a great question All right. (laughs) Camberry is the board op and studio host. There you go. So we have Camberry in studio for that one. The game will be on in about 20 minutes or so, 545 pregame. But on behalf of Camberry, Brant Daughtry, and Tom Peavy, I'm Javon Cutler. We will talk with you tomorrow.